Welcome to race day coverage of I Am Talks Kona Super Specials with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. Right, team, welcome along to race day coverage of the IM Talk Kona Super Special. It's 2016, John. I have to say, we're sitting next to each other like bosom buddies in the media outside the media room. Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, the sponsors. A sponsor of our Kona coverage is Endurance Sport Travel. So check it out, Endurance Sport Travel, EnduranceSportsTravel.com with Ken Glar and the crew. And you can be taking the hassle out of the travel, Bevan. That's right. The hassle is gone out of the travel. With you. Those guys, our regular sponsors. Athlinks.com and Extreme Endurance. They are your lactic buffers and your social networking for endurance athletes and also our patrons. Well today, guys, today's show is going to be what we traditionally do in our Kona race day coverage. We've got some amazing post-race interviews. One thing John and I pretty much did is we just sit behind the finish line and as the athletes pretty much come across the line, we're the first people there with the microphone. So every interview got is very much just those pros coming across the line. And we pretty much got everyone except for Keenly, I think. Yeah, we, and this year we had uh, two mics, so we sort of double teamed it. So I think we got a lot more than usual. Tried to catch a couple of age groupers. And we are going to go back later on, or at least I'm going to go back and, and catch those midnight finishes. But that will be on next week's show. Yeah, and um, but we got a good five, six minutes to eight minutes with Keenley and Reef. I mean Reef, and sorry, and um, Frodo. Um, it was it was kind of amazing how much media wasn't there, but we'll go into that later on. But John, let's talk quickly about the race. Um, is, should we do that at the end? Do you do that at the end? You want to put the, all of the interviews up? The day's going to unravel here, and then maybe we'll give our thoughts at the end. Okay, so well, what I'll do first is I'll put all the pro interviews on first, um, and then what we'll do is we'll put. Um, Kind of just the stuff we did through the day, and then we're going to put the media conference. So they have both the male and female media conference, which we recorded and put up after that. And then John and I will be back later on. So here we go. I've got um, world champion Jan Fredino in front of me, mate. Just uh, tell us about your day. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a Kiwi thing. I know. I've been training with a Kiwi. Um, excuse the language. It's fucking epic. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get any better. I. I worked so hard for this. To be in the, to be very honest, um, I had a horrible day out there. I couldn't break it up in the swim. I couldn't do any work on the bike. Like, I mean, I, I tried and I was pushing hard and every time I did, it's just like a limiter jumped on and I just barely managed to hold my position. And then on the run, it's just, um, Hawaii's just all about suffering, hey? It's, uh, it's just not pretty. You're never gliding, it's uh, spectators keep you going and then they shut them off for like half the course and you're out there slugging it out by yourself but I guess that's what makes it epic, that's what makes all great sporting events, you know, Paris-Roubaix isn't legendary because it's easy and um, two-time world champ, it's epic, it's surreal. Were you concerned? You know, you're saying that you didn't have really have the edge that maybe you hoped you would have, um, and you maybe weren't doing the work that you would like to normally do. Was that was that putting a level of concern, or what? what where did your mind go in that time? Oh, you know, in the end, I can't really complain. I mean, uh, the time was 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 yeah. pretty quick. It, it wasn't it wasn't too bad, mind you. It wasn't super hot. There's a bit of cloud cover um, for the run, at least. I mean, the bike conditions are shockingly slow, but also I couldn't I couldn't make them any faster. It was like my numbers on the bike were so poor um, but you know what in the end it never matters it's a championship race uh, you go to the Olympics 
nobody gives a shit what time you run for 10k as long as you're winning and um and that's why i'm just so so happy you know it's just it's just like everybody i've prepared well i've trained super hard and amongst others with Lorenzo. and um you just uh have all these expectations but i have the same doubts that average joe has who's heading out probably right now even though i've already finished and it's uh it's a thing of endurance sports that that i think all of us share yeah you know you have your ups you have your downs but everybody has the same doubts to to come back and to, to back up you know it's something that not many have actually been able to do come back and win it back to back um what does that mean for you that's not that many people that have won it either yeah. um i don't know it's pretty epic right now it it feels really sweet i've never repeated any any big event that i've won and um I'm just uh super stoked super super stoked and uh looking forward to celebrating with some friends and family. Just lastly, um you started the run with Keenley. Um he stuck with you for for about 10 15k. So you we what was the plan was it just to put that bit of a surge on going up Palani? No, I honestly I didn't. Sebastian was pushing like he uh a bit of a rubber string, you know, and I guess the two of us were hyped up so much before the race. It was like a dream constellation. It was like proper old school i mean yeah. i hate to say it but iron war yeah that's um what the people were looking for and it was just even i thought for a while it's it's pretty cool um running along with my uh i do th- consider him my favorite competitor and then up uh, palani i was literally i was actually slowing down and uh i knew we went out too hard we went out sub 240 pace and probably 235 pace and I knew that would hurt him more than me. So I had a bit of confidence, but you never know what's coming from behind, you know. Someone like Patrick Lange put down a 239 marathon. Oh, no, unbelievable. Eh? Yeah, it is unbelievable, but then again, if you lose 20 minutes on the bike that or 10 or whatever he did, he got a time penalty. No, oh, did he? Yeah. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> um, you know, you got to put it all together. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh you're a legend and uh you're a good representative for our sport as well. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Awesome. Thanks for your time. I've got a uh, 2016 Ironman champion Daniela Reef with us here. Uh, Daniela, tell us about your day. Perfect. Perfect. That's what we want to hear. Talk us through it. No, it was it was really perfect race. Um, and my best race ever. I think it was. Yeah, the swim was good. Um, good pace. I I could hang in. And then on the bike, I uh, yeah I, I let yeah Mar- Mary Buffer Kessler. She was putting up a, a good pace in the first 30k and. And then I I took the lead and and then yeah I to be honest I was I was not feeling so great before the race on the bike and and then suddenly the wind came kind of from the from the side a bit and it started to really you know when you put the uh, the sailing things out that's how it felt and I was like oh okay today the wind is on my side and that's where it started to the legs started to feel good and yeah I pushed along the whole day it was I mean the last 20k coming into the wind was really hard but uh yeah it turned out good so I didn't have any splits so I just pushed and pushed and yeah the run was it was the first time I I could start it strong and finish it strong so very very happy yeah, yeah at the beginning of the run you you were running hard weren't you um it didn't feel that hard to be honest it felt just good it felt really smooth and I felt really good yeah and um And then yeah of course there's always a few phases in a marathon you have a little bit of a down but it was yeah it was my I could say next to challenge rough it was my best marathon and this in this heat and so definitely it was probably yeah it was my best performance I've ever shown in Ironman
How are you? I mean, you're probably feeling overjoyed at the moment, but how are you actually feeling? Are you, did you feel like collapsing at the finish line, or are you, did, the, did the, the energy take over? Well, I, I was a bit like I was starting to think like, oh, I can't wait to be in the finish and just lie on the floor about like when I was at K30, 35. And then around K38, my, um, the, my friend, he, had to, he told me from my coach I could go for the record. So I was really starting to be pumped up again and I was trying to go fast again and really push it. And the crowd was so amazing the last two Ks. I, I was so pumped up, I, I was full of adrenaline. I, I, was, I didn't even feel anything anymore, like any pain. I was just, yeah, pumped up. I, it couldn't... It was one of these finishes where you just so much goosebumps and so much joy. Um, yeah, no, you, you don't feel tired. Um, it will come in an hour or two. How many Red Bull? You've got a Red Bull under your, <laughs> under your wing there. How many Red Bulls did you get through today? <laughs> well, that's always a bit dangerous because in the finish, I yeah, have a Red Bull or two and it helps me to go all through the media so I can talk a lot and I'm like really quick in talking. And then, yeah, after an hour or two, that's where you start to get the fatigue and when it gets a bit more quiet. But no, it's it's been good. I'm still I'm still very pumped. <laughs> yeah. what, what drives you when you're in a race where you're you're you're, you're dominating by so much? You know, you you, do, you know you had such a big lead. What drives you to keep driving yourself? Um, yeah, I try to. To be honest, I always I do my best performances when I just focus on myself. Even even there's awesome competitors and I was actually worried like Rainy could catch me and then I just said okay no I'm, I'm just gonna focus on myself I do my thing and I do my run and that's when I I feel I can run the best or I can race the best and yeah of course it's I try to break it down I just focus in the run in the bike I focus on on the first and the next hill can I yeah she's giving Mary Beth Ellis a hug um, just, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Again. <laughs> just, just what, what drives you when when there is nobody else pushing you? Yeah, it's. It, I think I I get the best performance when I try to focus on myself and do my thing. Um, even I was, yeah, I was a bit worried, like worried that maybe Melissa or Rini could still catch me. But then I was just trying to focus on myself on my run, and yeah, and then it ended up being a good run. So that's what I, I try to focus step by step. Uh, for example, on the bike, I just try to. I tell myself, okay, I'm going to go hard till the next hill and then I got another downhill. So I take very, very small steps and, and then that breaks it up so much so it doesn't feel such a, as a, such a long day. It's so hard to come back and win it again. Um, you know, not many athletes have, the, have won this race, but not many have actually backed it up. What does it mean for you to back it up? Um, it felt, to be honest, it felt the pressure and everything felt much less than last year. Last year I was all about... It was so close three years ago and last year I really was so focused on getting the title. It was um, a lot of pressure I put on myself and this year I, I got out there and I said okay, it was such a great year last year, this year I want to also enjoy and really go out there and yeah, make a great experience and that's what I did today and it was, um, yeah, it was probably the best Ironman experience I've done. So. That's what I try to see it in my mind, and like this, it wasn't. Of course, I was nervous a little bit, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as last year. I, I could actually enjoy it more this year, and it makes it very special.
working with Brett, you know, he's, he's a coach who likes to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, selfie, selfie star. Uh, working, with, working with Brett, you know, he likes to challenge his athletes. Hey, mate, um, you know, what's his advice leading in today's race? Uh, Brett's, Brett's advice for you. Oh, Enjoy yourself. Really? Yes. Um, it was. He knows that. Yeah. If I, I like, I, I always put a lot of pressure on myself, and I wanna. He tells me not to to get greedy to win. Uh, I might have been spoiled a bit with winning, and after Molulubai, I was really motivated. I was. I said, okay, now let's. Yeah, I was almost saying like, oh, let's like really train hard. And he said, no, we don't have to train harder. We just have to keep doing what we do. And he was really calm. And yeah, he he said, go out there. And, Good. Not good. He said, "Go out, go out there, and and um, yeah, and show yourself, and and do what you did in rough. Just um, have fun, and yeah, that's where that's where I seem to go the best." Just lastly, it's been a big year for you because you finished your degree as well. How do you manage yourself? Yeah, the the beginning of the year was very tough, um, especially coming, you know, winning the triple crown, and then coming home, not coming home after Kona. So I came home only in December. So I had all the media and sponsored things in January, February, March, and then yeah, also doing some some uh, some things for school. So it was a bit a lot to handle in the start, um, especially the new attention with with uh, winning Kona. Um, so yeah, I had to find a new man or had to find a management uh, who can help me. Otherwise, I couldn't have do uh, organized everything anymore. So yeah, it took a bit of while. It took a while to organize, and now I'm yeah. Now it's it's much better. I um I have much more. The last I mean the last six months I had I could focus and focus um, every month. I could focus more and just yeah do the daily the daily business. Just train and sleep and eat. Well, you 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 do our sport proud and being a great champion, and we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're a good day. Have a good night. So I already said everything. I've <laughs> uh, got Sebastian Keenlay, second place uh, today. I'm interested to know, you had an awesome run at the 70.3 with Tim Reid. How did you feel about today's run? Um, not so good because I had a couple of issues in the last four weeks, but I mean, that's just like, I had issues in the last two years and that didn't really... Uh, influenced my running that much um, I think in the last like 12 years I was very fortunate to to be able to uh, to run at a very high volume and um, very high quality so I was still kind of yeah um, relying on that and um, so the running this year was really good uh, again and uh, I think I proved that in, in uh, Mulula but um, yeah like I said um, there were probably a couple of puzzle pieces missing for for this one but um, everybody has these problems Jan was injured this year I mean it's just not a matter if you have an issue or not it's more like you handle it and uh, what you make out of it and uh, we always try to make the best out of it of course and um, I think that was uh, what you have seen today the best <laughs> a lot of people watching from the outside they think Sebastian Keenlay a few years ago you put 10 minutes into people <laughs> has, has your biking still the, your running's gone up has your biking still the same is it uh, where, where's your biking at in terms of training wise actually my biking is better um, uh, that's what all my numbers um, uh, show but 
um, it's always a question if you want to use that all. And um, uh, the next thing is like, if you looked at a bike setup the first uh, year I was here, I was definitely ahead of those guys when it comes to equipment, position and everything. When you look now at the pro field, there's nobody what I would say like, ah, this is crap or the position is shit or whatsoever. So that's just the way the sport works. Everybody is looking for the, for the cutting edge and, uh, and, uh, and improve everything every year. And it's, it's difficult to make a difference there. And then it's just like also tactic. I mean, if like I said, if you wanna if you wanna ride away from a pack like that, good luck. Good luck. You're gonna make it probably, but you're not gonna make the run then. And um, so I think the field is just more dense. And with the more dense field, you have this sort of legal slipstream. Even if you ride 12 meters, people save energy, and they will use this energy later on the on the bike. And you have seen that last year. Um, 70.3 is still a distance where you could be aggressive on the bike without harming the run performance too much. But an Ironman, um, probably that it's just like the age, um, getting a little bit more <laughs> set back and uh, not always try to try to go with the head through the through the wall. How, how did you feel about the policing of the the drafting today? I think it was pretty good, and uh, they actually. Uh, I mean, the, the penalty tent was full, and that's that's the thing I want to see. Is um, I mean, I don't want to see the people drafting and get penalties for it, but I want to see that the rules are enforced, and the rules in Hawaii are always enforced in the pro field, and you could always rely on a very fair race in the pro men's. And thanks um, for the referees to doing that, because nobody wants a cheater on the podium. And yeah, um, I think. That's that's something uh, Hawaii uh, brings with it that it's still a fair race even if it's that dense. And um, yeah. will a 20 meter rule make a difference? Yeah, we could start like every minute one person in the water. We could make a 20 meter and then we could make a 25 meter. It's it's always difficult. I mean. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I don't want to see a 20 meter rule, but on the other hand, it's just something that also bringing a tactical aspect to the race. And I mean, now I ask you, do you want to see also some sort of a tactical thing, or do you want to see like an eight hours alone performance? You're not gonna see that here, of course. It's still tactic. Then we have slipstream on the on the run too, and in the swim too. So it's just a difficult question and I'm not going to answer that question because when I say I want this 20 meter rule, everybody says like, yeah, of course, he's a strong bike, of course he want a 20 meter rule. So um, it's just, I don't, the, the thing is, before you make a 20 meter rule, you have to enforce a 12 meter rule. That's what's important. And um, uh, then we could talk probably about the 20 meter rule. You've got such a great personality. Um, you're such a, the personality of the sport right now, really. Uh, what's the general response you get to that? To my personality? Yeah, just, you know, because you say what you think. And in this sport... My wife married me, that's your response. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just our sport. Everybody is pretty much like that, and that's what I love about the sport. And um, uh, I mean, it's not just me. I think there are, we have a pretty good tradition about people like that and I just I just um, uh, do what I what I got teached um, uh, from the beginning on in that sport and uh, that's what I love about it. 
well done, great race. Yeah, thanks, thanks again. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, second place finish here, Marinda Carfrey, who was running up the usual storm out there. Um, I've got to ask, what was your mindset at the start of the run, knowing you were, it must have been nearly 20 minutes down on uh, Reef? Uh, what were you going through when you came off the bike? Uh, yeah, pretty disappointed with my bike. I felt pretty strong in the first sort of 80 kilometres, and then I really started to struggle. Um, cramped up a little bit um, and suffered for about 20 to 30 miles and that really hurt me. I lost a lot of time and then um, and then my legs started to come back to me but at that point the damage was done and um, yeah, I mean, just trying to do the best with what I had on the day and I'm um, pretty happy to actually finish second after um, getting off the bike so far down. Do you know what you ran? I haven't seen the splits of the stage. I don't, I didn't, I didn't do anything special on the run today, I don't think. Um, yeah, I was, I think I was just a little bit off all round, but honestly, a, a little bit off. And to finish second on the world stage, I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. So um, it, it seems funny when I watch the guys start in the swim; they all seem really tightly bunched together. Yet you girls spread out over the whole start line. Maybe that's a bit more sensible. Maybe girls are more sensible than guys. Um, whereabouts do you sort of start in the swim, and, and did you have any sort of feet to follow as you went through? Um, yeah, I started a little bit to the right. That seemed to be where all the fast girls were, and I'm by no means one of the fastest swimmers, but um, tried to start with them and, and get out on some fast feet. Um, I, I had an okay start, um, nothing spectacular. I sort of got dropped off the front pack. I think Jodie Swallow was right next to me, so I was never going to stick with her nice. for too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was swimming with Heather Wartell and um, Carrie, Carrie Lester. They're, you know, two very good swimmers, so I was pretty happy. Uh, I felt pretty comfortable in the swim the whole way. Um, sitting behind Heather Wertel was uh, definitely a good draft. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks Heather. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it was a pretty comfortable non-eventful swim which was which was what I wanted. How do you fuel yourself during the day? How do I fuel myself? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean I, you know, I take, um, I have two energy bottles that I carry with me on the bike um, and they get me through four hours of the bike, and I also take, I think, six six goo gels, and that's enough uh, to get me through the first four hours, and then the last hour I just sip on coconut water, obviously water and, and also salt tabs throughout the day as well. Um, and then on the run, I just carry two gel flasks with um, um, lemonade, roctane, goo um, in each one, and uh, just try and sip on those going into the aid stations and slowly take those throughout the day. What, uh, in terms of coming back from last year where you had your accident, you know, how, how are you feeling right now in terms of last year's disappointment and building back up to this year? I'm pretty happy. I mean, um, you know, definitely would have loved to have taken a victory, but Daniela was in, in her own league today. She, I was kind of the best of the rest. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. We've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to get even faster um, to compete against her. Am I right that you're sitting here uh, waiting to do drug testing or not, or have you done that already? No, I've got to do drug, drug testing and I think I'm going to head into medical too. I was just vomiting my guts up a little earlier, which is lovely. Um, so I might go in and, and see what they think, see if I need an IV. I'll let you go. I know Bevan's still talking to your, uh, your man over there, but well done on your race. It was really see, great to see you battling into second place. Thanks so much. Awesome. But tell us about your day. Sorry? <laughs> tell us about your day. Yeah, it's always a hard day uh, in Kona, but uh, I think today was a bit, the wind was a bit surprising on the way out. I was in the second, third pack. We pushed it quite hard in the first half of the race. It was really windy in uh, Waikoloa. I think that's where we really pushed, and uh, I think a lot of guys struggled on the way back, and I was one of them. 
but still okay. I mean, uh, and I had a good run, so I'm really happy. Yeah. Wait, tell us about your run. Yeah, I had a really good run. I mean, uh, usually the run is my strength, and uh, last year I didn't finish, so uh, I just wanted to come back to Kona and have a, a decent race, and I think that's what I did today. I mean, uh, I didn't have an amazing race, but a re really solid race and uh, happy with the result. All right, mate. Any questions, John? Uh, how many guys did you run past on the run? You looked like you were mowing it. Uh, 15, 15, 16, uh, 17 guys maybe. But I mean, it's it's normal, you know, in the marathon. Uh, a lot is, uh, you can still do a lot in the marathon and uh, that's what I did today. <laughs> okay. Awesome, mate. Thank you, Bart. Thank, Thank you very much for your time. Have a good day. Thank you. i got Freddie Van Leeuwen. This is me. Uh, tell me about your day, Freddie. Frustrating. <laughs> Man, I got, after 15 kilometers on the bike, I had a blue cart because of drafting, but I wasn't drafting because... It's a big group, you, you arrive to a hill, it's upwards, and I was too close, okay, I was too close, but everybody was too close, you know, I was sitting upright, breaking even, so, you know, pretty hard day, I, yeah. Were you able to mentally turn things around after that, or did yeah, you just sure, put you on the sure, back foot? Sure, but, you know, it's not easy. I was uh, able to, yeah, to ride my own course after, uh, after the penalty box at 60 kilometer. But that's not easy, you know, and I lost too much energy. All those guys in the front were in a group. I was on my own. Yeah. Didn't lose that much time in the beginning, but in the end, yeah, you lose a couple of minutes. But five minutes penalty, man. That's way too long. Uh, <laughs> and, and so in the run, had you on your run then, or just get through yeah, the day? Yeah, no, I, I had a pretty good run, but in the end I could feel I was empty because of uh, all the energy I had yeah, put in the, on the bike. <laughs> Yeah, well, good, well, good luck. Hopefully see you back here next year. Yeah, thanks. Buddy, buddy, referees, eh? Yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks. Thank you. I've got the Gossage Nation next to me right now. Mrs. Gossage, how are you feeling, mate? Hi, oh, I'm, I'm just amazed. I'm so proud. I could not be more proud. Tell me why. Well, like, it's way weeks ago. I broke my collarbone and I didn't think I'd even start, let alone come fucking ninth. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And, yeah, I'm just amazed. I just... Yeah, like so proud. Could not, could not be more proud. I'm quite emotional, really. Yeah. Tell us about your day. Um, I don't know. I, I like my swim. I think was all right. I was swimming hard. Um, bike. I just, yeah, biked hard. Kept my head down. Like, took a while to catch people, but I was reeling them in. And then the run, I just thought, just, just take it easy on Ali Drive and just. Reel them in a bit, and then yeah, it, it was hard. It was like I was suffering at the end, but um, ninth place, oh my lord! Like honestly, yeah, I, I, I didn't think I even. I don't know if you saw my video, but I didn't think I'd start and <laughs> to finish, let alone come ninth. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm not doing Kona next year, so um, yeah, pretty bloody pleased. <laughs> what does this give to you? Uh, just I, I just. I still don't think I really believe it. I'm just, like in my head, I'm just a chopper. I just, yeah, like, I, I don't, I look at the other girls, they've all got coaches, they've got, I don't know, I just feel like I'm a chopper and um, then I come out and do pretty good. <laughs> I don't really believe it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, you should be very proud of yourself. Well done on a great race. And, and, you know, as you say, eight weeks ago, and now look at you. Uh, yeah, I know. I think, um, just shows you should never give up and um yeah mentally 
Do you know, I think actually, having got to the start line, I just had this belief that actually I was going to give it everything. And um, I wasn't scared of the race this time. I, th I thought, um, I was scared of the pain, but I wasn't scared of cleaner. So, um, yeah, I'll take ninth any day. <laughs> well done, mate. You awesome thank effort. You very much. <laughs> nice to meet you, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, voices become real. Oh. Hey, thanks for your time. Okay, we have uh, Callum Millwood, who was out there today, just finished off. Uh, when I saw you on the run, you looked like you were going strong, but maybe the swim, you're a few minutes down, perhaps on what I would have expected you to come out. So maybe talk us through your day. Yeah, um, I'd been working pretty hard on my swim in uh, Noosa with my swim coach, and uh, to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed with my swim. Um, I had a pretty good start, and then it was one of those, felt like an ITU race all over again, where you're, um, you just get swamped and you can't stem the flow of people just coming past you until you sort of settles. And, um, but that's the way it goes. And then I settled in a little group that was in between the two packs. And then the second pack actually caught our group, which made a big second pack. Um, which, so we started the bike in a, a pretty big group. And um, I mean, we still had like some pretty big hitters. We had Kinlay. Um, Oh, who else? We had a, like a bunch of pretty solid riders and I was like, here we go. Mm. So um, it was all good and then after um, just past the airport, I got um, a drafting penalty. I was oh. so disappointed. Um, so a guy overtook me and so then just cut in front of me mm. and you've got 20, like you have to drop back. And um, so as soon as the guy overtook me and cut in front of me, the ref just came up next to me and just pinged me straight away. It was like, it was, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this freaking staged? Mm, mm. I was like, it's like, it's almost like you could create a, um, a, a penalty for whoever you wanted if mm. you just ride past them and cut in front of them. Mm. I was like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Put on your brakes and, and mm. literally come to a halt? So he, he took down like loads of guys just on that infringement yeah. and he was, in my opinion, he was like, I'm all about fair play, but that was just seemed really heavy-handed, and um, yeah, there was quite a few guys, you know, Jet Lang and uh, Brent McMahon, and must be, were you in the same tent as those guys? Yeah, it was kind of funny. I like it really threw me for a bit, and then I was wasting energy trying to talk to the um, officials because I was wondering if I could just carry on the race and then dispute it afterwards. But I didn't want to risk a DQ as well, mm. and um, so then we pulled up to the first penalty tent. And Andy Rayler was in there, Freddie Van Laird was in there, Brent McMahon was in there, Will mm. Clark was in there, and I was, I, I kind of just laughed because it was like, this is just, like, it, it, a penalty doesn't ruin your day, but it definitely sets you back, and it's five minutes, so, so it, it gets you straight out of your group, and, um, I mean, the pace was on anyway, and, uh, would have, could have, should have, it's just the way it goes, and unfortunately, it's my first penalty, and several years and I'm sure the same with the other boys they probably um, feel the same sentiment but it, it's so it's okay it's the way it goes and then we got basically the penalty boys sort of formed a group and um, apart from Andy Rayler and Freddie Van Laird those boys were a minute or two in front of us so um, they started off but yeah the bike was the bike was really difficult uh, to the bottom of Harvey there was quite a strong crosswind and it really split everyone up, like, it just, so there was a long, a long, long line of um, maybe 20 guys and it just blew it to shreds and, um, yeah, then, 
Well, what's your mindset coming off the bike though when you know you're staring down the barrel of the run and uh, to get to the money is going to be pretty difficult, you know, what, what's motivating you? I just wanted to get some runs on the board after, after not finishing last year. I don't want this to be a race where I'm, you know, like it's a bit of a, a hoodoo and it, it's as much psychological as it is physical here, like it's so difficult and um, I was so surprised, like it's just crazy how far ahead like Jan and Sebastian were. Mm. I hadn't even gotten to the energy lab and they were out mm. and um, I was just like, okay, well it is what it is, I just had to do what I had to do and I just was trying to sit on 4 minute Ks or 4 minute 10s and keep it like controlled and I did until I went through 20 k's in an hour 26 and I was like I'm still running well and then the screws just tighten a little bit like the conditions catch up on you and um, and then Daniela Reef caught me after about oh, 20 I saw that k's. just after you just before you got to me she must have come up on you I was like oh Callum come on I know I just wanted the earth to swallow me up but she was gonna club a whole lot of the pro men like the way she was going they only started five minutes behind us and then when you get the five minute penalty you're on an even par and yeah. I assume she rode like crazy so I felt like we rode pretty solid but um yeah I mean what she did today I haven't seen her splits but that was that was crazy I don't know how the, I don't know how the girls let alone some of the guys can compete with that righty how you better go get yourself some cupcakes yeah I'm gonna uh, go chill out now, get in the pool and spend a couple of days on holiday. Nice. Right on. Good, good work for hanging in there. Thanks mate. Cheers. To you, to McDonald. Tell us about your day mate. Oh man, it was tough. <laughs> it was not a fun day in the office, that's for sure. You were riding pretty hard. It was, tell us, maybe talk us through your race. Yeah, um, it was fast swim. Uh, you know, you know when it's single file that everybody's working hard. So I had a good position in the swim. I was in that top 10 guys and then um, everybody just was kind of um, lethargic that first 40k. I think we rode over an hour for the first 40k with the tailwind. So, really? yeah, it was it was insane. We let a lot of other guys into the race, I guess. Yeah, because um, there was a bit of a peck of you coming out of the water, and we thought if these guys get away, yeah, right, yeah. And then that's every year people talk about that, yeah. like, oh, there's gonna be 10 guys that get away, and you never see them again. Yeah. And they're with the guys in that group that probably could have happened, but yeah, I think it was a strong riding group, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had Jan and. Um, uh, Marco Albert in there, Andy Potts, um, every, yeah, everybody in there I'm sure was strong. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but um, I felt so-so in the bike. I got dropped um, a little under 90 miles into the ride and lost. just had a dark dark patch and lost a ton of time and actually fought back up to the front group. So um, I was kind of happy I was able to do that i don't know if it was a match that i burned that i probably shouldn't have okay, yeah. but hey you know you always want to try to win the race so and that was my my intention and uh you know i saw an opportunity to put myself in there for the win and i took it so no regrets with that by by any means so you get off the bike and and kind of tell us about what happened in the run uh yeah the run was a little bit of a roller coaster for me uh, i felt great first few miles and then uh ran you were looking strong yeah, when you ran yeah. i was in third sitting yeah. behind um 30 or 40 back seconds back and um just hit a really dark patch lost like three minutes to everybody and then i clawed my way back up um was right behind ben um in fourth position he was in third at yeah. 21 miles and had another another one of those patches and uh lost like another three minutes to everybody so fell back to sixth and um held off boris who was coming up hard on me man so uh, it was uh, you know you're always proud of those days where you don't stop fighting 
and you you know you get through that stuff and it was you know pr for me on this course too so um some good takeaways yeah sounds like a bit of a yo-yo day and so so ultimately you're kind of proud of the effort you put in on a hard day absolutely yeah i mean uh, five or six miles into the run when i was losing when i was going backwards i was ready to pull the plug but um when you stick stick it out and you know still have a solid day i mean this race there's some great athletes in this field oh, that you just never saw um, you said I saw some clip you'd done for for media before the race, kind of saying this could be one of the strongest fields you've ever been in this race, and it, it just gets stronger and stronger, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was what eight sixteen in sixth place, and yeah. that time yeah. has won a lot of years, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but even guys like you know, um, you know, Brent McMahon, Tim Don, Lionel Sanders, these guys are sub eight hour yeah. Ironman champions, yeah. you know. Um, it's just yeah, the field's so deep, so um, you know. To, to gut it out and finish sixth, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll take that. And in and, and fairness to yourself, you are an athlete who's going for the win, so you're going to take those risks, aren't you? Right, yeah. I could have been, um, you know, maybe a little smarter on the bike uh, if I was just going, you know, like when I closed, closed that gap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was on the podium last year, and I want to keep progressing. And you can't progress if you don't take chances. Sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. I have to say, when you came across the line, you looked like you laid all on the line. You were pretty shagged across the line. Yeah, it was. Um, I was. My stomach was cramping um, at 21 miles when I lost all that time. My stomach was really cramping, uh, so I was had couldn't put anything in my gut. So it was probably a little calorie deficient. And I was just trying to hold off Boris, who I knew was <laughs> who saw me probably like you know you know waving across the road, just trying to get home. So well done. you did your country proud and you did yourself proud, mate. Thanks. Well Cheers. Appreciate it. Um, I've got Hell on Wheels, Thomas Hellrigger with me here, just talking uh, about today's race. You, you coached the third female? Or was that, who? I, I, I was supporting her, I was helping her with the training, Anja Berenek. And yeah, I'm very happy. Great day for her, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, she it's her third time here in Kona and she has two DNFs. And, and this is a big step yeah. forward. And she, I mean, you saw Daniela riding in road, you know, I've never seen a girl riding like this and Anya was staying like 120k to get with her on the bike and that was a fantastic performance. I knew she gonna do it, but I thought maybe she's going a little bit too hard so that she will not run proper, but her running was really okay and I'm very happy here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the, the males race today? Yeah, the Germans, very strong. <laughs> bloody Germans. <laughs> bloody Germans. I think the others they will not love us for that you know but yeah and we have even more guys out there Andy Rela had bad luck you know and uh, Timo Bracht was not on his peak and but still it was uh, three on the podium and uh, the Germans are really strong I mean it's very competitive in uh, in Germany and when you do well there you know you, you are international there as well you know that helps also it's tough at home but then when you travel you know you, you're gonna be on the podium as well and that that's good for the guys it really is because German triathlons are so strong right now, especially in long course so strong yeah. right now isn't it yeah uh, Olympic is not so successful at the yeah. moment but the long course yeah I think it, but it's also a little bit maybe a German mentality you have to be very focused work hard do your stuff every day you know uh, not only for a, t a few weeks and then rest again. You have to continue with all the training. And I think it's a little bit the German thing also to, to work very focused the whole year through, you know, not only for a few months or just the last weeks before the race, the whole year. And, I, and maybe that's one of the 
the parts that the Germans are so strong. Yeah. Do you miss it? Uh, not here to race, no. <laughs> I, I was I race some races at home, you know, but not this one. No, I think I've been on the highway now and I saw Neko Janos walking and crying. I saw Lionel Sanders limping to together with uh, McNamara, and I, I think you only have a few corners, you know. Yeah. It's too uh, it's too much for it's not so much the body. Of course, it's hot, but. You have a, it's, it's a mental thing. The mental thing is, I think, the big problem in the long term. Okay, well, thank you for your time, mate. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, cheers. Okay, we've got uh, Ivan Rana here, who's uh, just come across the line, former ITU World Champion. Uh, tell us about your day out there today. Yeah, today was uh, much better than the last year for me, but I, I lose the first pack on the water, so I'm a little bit disappointed with that because I think I could do a good, a better swimming today. So when you stay uh, in the second pack on the bike, you have to catch the, the guys in, in front of you. And then you feel like the elastic on the back the, in the, the group, um, that destroys my, my legs, you know. Before Javi, I drop off the, from the, the big pack, you know, and then just trying to keep my own pace. To the, uh, to the mar to finish the bike and start the marathon, you know, like quiet, um, knowing you know it's a long way yeah. <laughs> to go. Do you know what place you? Oh, I haven't seen the finishes yet. Do you know where you finished? I think I finished safe. Yeah, right. So it's and um, how, compare these sort of races to your ITU career. You know, what's the the level of pain you go through out there? I think you you can't compare. You know, like. like um, Olympic distance is like an aerobic. Is sometimes it's like um, uh, it's it's not a real pain like like here, you know. Today at the, at the end, I, I I tried to to push and I couldn't because the legs uh, don't let you run fast, you know. It's like you have cramps and real pain. But in Olympic distance, it's like a it's a different pain, you know. It's like a, okay, it's. When you start to feel the real pain, the race is finished. Yeah. How many more years have you got in you? Oof. Well, we've got Andy Potts coming up behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it depends about this race, you know, it's my dream. Um, I think I'm able to stay in the podium if I have a good preparation, so I have to try again next year. Do you think Javier uh, Gomez is going to come across to Ironman? Of course, yeah. yeah. I think in the future. Next year, he, in my opinion, he will race in ITU because he wants to demonstrate to, and to feel the, the number one in ITU and then probably will jump to long distance. Fantastic. Well done on your race and uh, we hope to see you back here next year on the podium. Thank you very much, I hope. Joe Skipper next to me here, mate. Uh, tell us about your day. That oh, was tough. Uh, I had a good swim for me, and I, I got out of the water with that Michael Vice, and which was quite quite good. And uh, I was I was riding with him uh, for about 45, 50k, and we were catching groups. And I got him in 30 seconds, I think 30, 40 seconds of the lead group, and just fucking blowing my doors off. <laughs> like, literally, like I was riding back on the tops, not even on the bars at like 200 watts, like literally barely able to turn the pedals over. Like, so what, what, what happens now? Just survival? Oh, I thought I'm not going to pull out because it's what pussies do really, don't they? <laughs> so I thought I'm going to force myself to finish. No, so me and Will Clark were both in the same boat and we just run together and just thought, 
we'll try and get to the end because it's the easy option in it pulling out. So, so what do you take away from this race? Uh, don't get carried away and race other people's races. Last year I did my own thing on the bike and I only was only two minutes off the fastest bike split and I kind of underestimated it this bit this year because I thought oh, I'll get in the pack and it'll be easy. You get towed along but it's like up and down. It's like people opening gaps and you have to go hard because you've got, you know, if there's not 12 metres, you have to kind of overtake the whole line, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And it's really tactical. Like, you end up doing some big efforts, like, literally, like, trying to overtake a couple of people. I think some of them try and play a bit dirty tactics that hold you out there and you're doing, like, 430, 440 watts, like, for, a, a cut, like, t for, well, yeah, quite a while to get past them. Because if you kind of slip in too early, you're just going to get a penalty, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So, yeah. Just do your own thing, really. Like, I, like a load of the guys who I normally bike fast and did their own thing and they came flying past me I couldn't go with them I couldn't even get on the back seriously like last like 70 80 k's I was on tops like just cruising just like literally all over the all over the place and so then run was just just finish your run oh, mate it was just fucking survival like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally like just get to the end <laughs> like, there was no there was no aim on the run apart from just cross that finish line oh well, congratulations on sticking it thanks very much thanks, mate. look after yourself mate thanks for your time okay got Mary Beth Ellis here just finished off her race and she's hanging on to the, the barrier here. Uh, you look like you were going pretty strong there when I saw you out on the run. Uh, how did things pan out in the, the back part of the run? Um, you know, I um, Wednesday this week I went to the urgent care and got diagnosed with bronchitis and started the antibiotics, so expectations were already kind of, you know, I just didn't know how the body was going to respond and I felt okay up until, you know, halfway on the run and then started just cramping and um, yeah, it was it was tough, but um, expectations were relatively tem tempered based on the week. So you looked like you were riding up a storm when you passed me the other day, though. Yeah, I mean, I felt okay, and that was actually right before I went to the doctor. I I just had this lung stuff going on. I was struggling to breathe, and um, yeah, she said it was only going to get worse if I didn't stay start the antibiotics so um yeah, it would be somebody on a on a stretcher going past um oh dear me that's jody swallow going yeah. past on a stretcher uh you announced your retirement earlier this week so is what's going to happen now is this the way you want to go out or are you going to be able to pull something out of the bag i i think this is it i mean i i would have loved you know it's you you got to the you play the cards you're dealt and unfortunately i was dealt a shitty hand but um, yeah, I think we're definitely going to try to have kids next year, so if I, if I race again, it'll be different, um, you know, be mom, wife first, and then athlete, so. Apparently the pain threshold goes up a little bit after oh, childbirth. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Not, not really, but. Now, you were just standing in front of uh, Daniela Reef. You will have spent a bit of time training with her. Just maybe tell us a little bit about what she's, we see her, race, see her racing, crushing it. What's she like outside of racing in terms of her professionalism, her, her training, and maybe just tell us a bit about the inside of Daniela Reef. Uh, Danny's amazing. I mean, obviously as a, a high level of talent, but then works her ass off. Um, I've trained with a lot of great athletes like Nicola as well and Carolyn, and, and you definitely see all of them, Danny included. It's, it's just they day in, day out, get it done. Um, you know, work their asses off and it shows on race day and obviously she also has the talent but yeah, just an amazing amazing day for her, amazing athlete and just so proud of her. Uh, you've been out here a lot of times, I'm getting mixed reports on the conditions, what did you think today? Um, I 
mean, it's the same as it always is here. It's windy on the bike and it's hot. It's. <laughs> I think every year it's hard. It's just, you know, I'm, it couldn't have been that tough of condition. She broke the course record, so it must not have been too bad. But, um, I mean, it felt felt hot and felt windy, but it's Kona. It's Kona. <laughs> yeah. Well done. You've, you've given thanks us so some much. great entertainment over the years, yeah. and uh, good luck with the next phase of your life. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thumbers thanks for everything crowd, you do. Yeah, thank you. I'm not very good with names at the best of time, and so, so you say your name? My name is Anja Beranek. <laughs> so, so you had an amazing day. Tell us about your day. Yeah, it's, it was overwhelming. To be honest, I can't find words right now. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just perfect race. I mean, I had a very good swim and was entering with the first group and it really felt very, very easy, so I was surprised. And uh, yeah, then I get on the bike and um, I, yeah, I stayed with Daniela Rie yeah. for most of the time and I really felt very good. And um, yeah, then in the end I tried to do it more easy because I know about the marathon and I'm not that, that, that good runner. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I, I surprised myself on the running as well when I looked at my watch and, uh, and see the, the pace, I was surprised. And uh, yeah, I, I, just, um, I just tried to do my best and my goal was if I'm very good top 10 and if a dream come true, top 5. Wow. And four, I, I never imagined it's it's like Christmas and Easter together. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, in the run, what what was the kind of mind strategy in the run? Because you you had a big gap coming off the bike. Um, you know, you're saying running is not your strength. So what was kind of the strategy that you were using through the run? Yeah, I tried to keep calm and very uh, and, and try to, to to run my race. So I started uh, very slow, let's say this, <laughs> but just uh, to because I know I'm I'm not that good runner and I don't want to you know blow up uh, after 10 or, or 20k and so I, I tried to stay calm and uh, I just do my race and I didn't look to the left or to the right and I just thought when, when they come they come I can't do anything uh, I just can can do the best what was it like coming up with the finishing shoot no you're in fourth place it was unbelievable it was yeah someone had to you know do what's the name for that pinch pinch me <laughs> yeah pinch me <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it, it was unbelievable. Really, it was so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a very special race, and, and you should be very proud of what you've done. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's you know, it's like like a dream come true. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Lionel Sanders is getting getting the attention on the shoes right now, and he's uh, standing next to me right now. Tell us about your day, mate. I mean, it was going good. I uh, had a pretty good swim for myself, and then uh, it's okay. Um, had a pretty good bike too. Unfortunately, I think uh, I just didn't have the legs to go the distance today. Um, the bike, I mean, that's the longest bike ride I've done this year. So, uh, you know, as we talked about in the in the podcast, uh, I definitely go back to the drawing board a little bit. I think I probably was a bit uh, under underprepared because I had the seventy point three in my legs, but not the uh, not the marathon, unfortunately, and it, and it was a marathon. So. Uh, I think the one thing you were working against today, it was, it was kind of the first year we were seeing a big pack of fast riders together. Like normally we might get one or two off the front, but this year sure. we kind of had six or seven Uber bikers at the front. Yeah. You, you bridged quite well, but you did, didn't yeah, quite manage yeah. that last step, did you? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was feeling pretty happy about the bike ride, to be honest with you. I, to be, uh, over three hours, I was completely unsure what I was going to be able to do. Um, you know, I knew I had three hours on my legs, but... And I held pretty decent up until three and a half hours, and then I, I started to hit the wall pretty hard. And uh, out onto the running course, I knew my legs were gonna. It was gonna be a tough day uh, right from the get-go. But I mean, I put together a good 18k, which makes sense. I've been training for the 70.3. I just thought I could, 
thought I'd be able to go a bit further than, than that because the wheels fell off pretty hardcore. And, and was it just survival mode then? Man, uh, every every voice in my head was saying, it's drop out, drop out, drop out, drop out. Uh, so it really, at about, uh, I don't know, 16 miles, I finally decided, no, you're not dropping out. And uh, it was a walk, jog, shuffle for the next uh, nine miles but uh, or 10 miles. But, oh well, I go back to the drawing board, and uh, I'm just happy to have finished. And, I know it's probably a stupid time to ask this question, but does this, does this make you hungry? Uh, I mean, I certainly, uh, I, think, I think what I've been doing, I'll continue to do, which is do the 70.3, because it gives me more time to sort of work on my swim and that sort of thing. Uh, and I knew that going into this. I knew it was going to be a gamble. Um, I, I peaked for the 70.3 World Championship, and I didn't, I didn't do the the sort of training, um, you know, the long rides, the long runs. I think my longest run this year has been 25 kilometers. So, yeah. and the wheels just fell off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I'll go back to the drawing board, and um, I think I'll, I'll probably continue to focus on the 70.3 because I need to get my swim down. That's all there is to it. Well, mate, we, we love watching you race, man. You're both so bad luck today, but I'm sure you're back strong in the next race. Thank you very much, man. Okay, apparently I need my uh, my beeper ready, so it's it's on standby. Uh, we've got James here from uh, the Bahrain 13 team, and the bleep I guess indicates maybe the day did not go quite to plan. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say so. Um, it just, you know, I I had a good swim. I was happy with my swim, and I was holding the power numbers I, I figured I could hold, and the guys were just putting time into me. You know, I was sitting off the back of the group, and it was just. It was just too hard really, you know, the legs just weren't responding the way I, I expected them to. I uh, got through the bike and hope, hope they would come good on the run and the first 15 k's or so of the run were actually really good, I was happy with it. Uh, but then wheels really fell off, I was just had nothing left, a couple of porta potty stops and dragged my ass around the rest of the course. Uh, what, what were the conditions like out there today? Uh, pretty brutal actually, uh, one of the worst I've experienced at this race. Um, it was, the wind picked up probably within an hour of the start of the bike um, and it was some real gusty crosswinds which made it difficult to keep your rhythm and, and work, work properly um, going out and then it seemed like it was headwind all the way back too. It really, it really was blowy out there uh, and hot too. Uh, it's also one of the hottest I've experienced, you know. Um, you felt it early on in the bike and you felt it the whole run. It wasn't just once you got out in the Queen K, it was straight away along Ali you felt the heat. So um, it was a particularly tough day and I think if you look at the guys out there, the caliber of guys who were who walking, there was a uh, somewhat of a merry band of brothers of pros out there suffering together, sharing the suffering. Um, it was probably what got me through actually coming coming back from the energy lab, you know, chatting to a few of the guys as you run past them or they run past you or vice versa. Um, it's it's nice camaraderie, uh, but it's still suffering. It's not fun. So in the swim, I did notice that you were, you, I, I thought you were a lot further up than perhaps you've been in the past in the swim. One thing I noticed with the, the guys, you seem really bunched up at the beginning, whereas the girls spread across the whole line. Is it pretty physical um, during a big part of the swim or do you guys sort yourselves out pretty quickly? Um, I started towards the right and I think I was kind of leading the, the second arrowhead which I then brought back into the, into the first one um, and it was a bit argy-bargy 
um, you know, most of the guys are pretty good and pretty considerate. You know, no one's out there to slow anyone else down. And there's a, I'd say that throughout the whole swim, it wasn't just at the beginning. The whole swim, there's there's constant physical contact. You know, it's it's not like the back or the run where you're doing your own thing. It's it's physical. You know, you have to hold your ground. You have to hold the feet that you're on, and and sometimes you have to actually fight for those feet and and make sure the guy knows that you're there and then knows that they're your feet. Um, but that's part of it. Uh, it wasn't. It's not malicious. There's no one out there smashing anyone else, and occasionally you'll bump and tangle arms or, or bump feet or whatever. Um, but no, nothing too physical. Uh, you know, the guys are respectful. Everyone. I think it's one of the nice things about triathlon. All the guys are very respectful of each other, and um, that comes across when you're out there racing. And just finally, uh, it looked like Jody was having a, a reasonable day out there. I think she was maybe fifth or sixth when she came past me on the Queen K on the way out. Did you happen to see her out there and did you guys exchange any words? Yeah, um, she was heading out. She was in fifth when I saw her coming back. Um, and yeah, she, her only words were, I'm, I'm suffering. And I, I pretty much just replied and said, so is everybody else, Jody. Just keep going, keep moving because they're all going to be walking. Uh, and hit the aid stations because it's hot in the energy lab uh, so I don't know hopefully she's she's sticking to the game plan and she's able to salvage it um, but it's a it was a brutal day hey mate it was a brutal day um, you know you, you everyone was suffering out there Jody's not a particular fan of the heat and the humidity or the wind on the bike um, so I don't think it really suited her today being those particular conditions uh, but she's a tough cookie uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she pulls something out the bag Fantastic, well done. Thanks, man. Got Mark Allen next to me right now. Just uh, your thoughts on both the male and female race. Let's go male first. Oh, well, Jan had a very strategic day. You know, he was right there where he needed to be going into the run, and then he and Sebi took off right away and gapped everybody else, and he put a gap on, on Sebastian, and, uh, yeah, 8.06. That's a third fastest uh, winning time, I think, so... Yeah, he had a fantastic day. He had a fantastic year, so that's really that's day. amazing. And then uh, Daniela, you know, what can you say? Breaking breaking the world record, that's a, an amazing feat. I mean, it was a, you know, obviously the day was a day where it, 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 you could go fast if you were feeling on, but uh, it was also, there was still challenge, you know. There was still some heat. There was still wind. And as you see, a lot of guys actually had tough days out there. So that's just the way Ironman is, though. Mark, you know, Frodo seems to be a bit of a, um, but you know, a bit of a, a bit like yourself in your peak, really, isn't it? Kind of the unbreakable kind of force right now. And if you were to be racing right now, where would you be looking for cracks to kind of attack Frodo? Um, you know, he kind of races similar to the way I like to. Uh, you know, he's a little more steady than some of the other guys, and that's the way I like to race. So, I think it would have been fun to race him. Yeah. You know, and he's. He's solid, you know. He's probably he goes a little faster than I would ideally go on the bike, but then I felt like I ran really fast, so it would have been. I think it would have been fun to compete against him, but it's it's really a pleasure to watch him compete and to carry on the the legacy of the Ironman. Yeah, because he's just he's a hard one to crack, isn't he? You know, because he's such a complete athlete like yourself. You know, and that um, you know if you're racing him, how do you how do you where are those cracks that you can put pressure on him that maybe you can exploit to kind of be competitive? It's a mystery, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, when somebody's winning, especially like if they win a couple in a row, they seem unbeatable. Yeah. But everybody can have their day where they shine, but then nobody remains unbeatable forever. So next time somebody 
beats him will go, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look for that day, mate. Hey, thanks for your time. All right, my pleasure. Test, test. I've got Jordan Rep with me, uh, the rap star himself. Tell us about your day, mate. Uh, yeah, that was that was a tough one. I mean, I thought I did what I needed to do on the swim, and you know, I thought I executed pretty well on the bike. You know, it was pretty conservative, I thought, and you know, man, it wanted to ride hard the descent from Javi, and I think I did that and caught a lot of guys on the way back in, and you know, felt pretty good starting the run, and then just uh, uh, wheels came off pretty fast. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, I worked really hard to get here and maybe did a bit too much racing. It's a number six in 364 days is probably a bit much, but yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's what you want to come and do. So, I mean, it's, it's hard cause you put a lot into it and yeah, it doesn't always work out. How early on in the run did you know you're in trouble? Uh, maybe 5k, you know, somewhere five to 10k just, yeah, I never really kind of never really felt easy. You know, which is sort of how you want to feel. You know, I was running okay through maybe 10K, but then, yeah, I mean, it was, it just never really felt super smooth. Um, but I thought, yeah, maybe it would come together. But then, it, you know, I, when I started to slow down and started to slow down quite a bit early on, I thought, yeah, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a tough one. How do you take a result like this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think uh, probably take a couple of days to, to figure out what I, what I really think about it. You know, proud to finish always. Um, but uh, certainly not what I uh, not what I came here planning for. This, this island seems to have the ability to, you know, I was just talking to Jesse Thomas and Thomas, and he was just saying for him, it was, a, it was a major struggle as well. And just there's something about this race, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's everybody's good. The island is hard. You know, it's hard conditions, and I think you know, the level of competition is is such that you know, it you can't kind of cruise your way in here anymore. So, you know, it's harder to come in. You know, kind of being fresh and being prepared and I think you know you see the guys that get it done you know and those are the guys that have the, the good races so you know I think it's it's tough you know but uh, guys always manage to put together some unexpected performances and you know other folks that you expect maybe do well you know don't have their day so well, congratulations on sticking out on a tough day mate thanks very much thanks. yeah sir right we got Kaiser from Finland your first race in Hawaii was it the conditions easier harder or what you expected I think it wasn't that hot that I was expecting it didn't matter that much that I was I was uh, like expecting but the wind was it was hard mm. and otherwise the race was pretty much like it was so big like a festival that you could think of and yeah that it was you, um, at the beginning of the run, you, you were in the media conference, you were talking about how you went too fast. Yeah. Because you, you were flying. You know, like, we saw you coming up the road. <laughs> yeah. And I actually thought, I go, it's Rennie. And then I go, no, it's not Rennie. Yeah. Because you were just smoking it. At what yeah. point did you, how long did it take you to figure out, actually, I need to slow down? Uh, I was uh, running with Rini for about 10 k's, oh, and really? then I just got into my mind that okay, this is like my third Ironman distance race ever, and this is my third Ironman distance run ever, so I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to take it easier that I can even finish this run, yeah. and it was a wise decision to just back up a little. <laughs> what were your expectations coming in? Because you won a championship race this year. Yeah. Were you aiming for top 10, top 5? What, what was uh, the hope? I wasn't expecting any kind of a placement this year. My uh, Our goal was just to come here and to get the experience and to do my best. But 
Anyway, I thought that if everything would just be like perfect, I could do maybe that top 10. So now when I'm fifth, I'm like very, very, very satisfied. <laughs> in, in the media conference the other day, you talked about how as a child you rode for 180 k's, yeah. uh, which is kind of crazy and phenomenal at the same time. Um, but uh, would the child and you be really happy right now? Yeah, she would be very, very happy. <laughs> uh, What's the state of triathlon in Finland, and will this be, will be big news in, in the general media? Yeah, I think it will be quite a big news in in our biggest uh, biggest like daily magazines and in TV also. So triathlon is like a growing sport in Finland. Anyway, we don't have like so many pros. It's like only a handful of us in Finland who are doing this like seriously. But there are more and more age groupers who are very very. Very, very much liking to do the triathlon. Is Pauli Kuru still in politics? Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me an advice before this race to pace yourself correctly. So he be, might be a little mad. <laughs> Fantastic. We have a, it was a great race. Uh, first up in Kona and blitzing, blitzing it across but the world. One, one last question. When you were 12 years old and you rode 180 k's, yep. how did you feel at the end of it? Uh, I don't know, just after the ride I just felt somehow like, whoa, this is something I want to do. Like it was such an adventure the whole day to, on riding it. I was like crying in some point because I was so tired and then I just like uh, won myself or how do you say it in English. And then, yeah, and then I just was like smiling again and yeah, it was something so extraordinary did, did cool. Did your parents know you were doing it? Uh, yeah, my father was with me for oh, the ride. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't allowed to go alone. <laughs> oh, my, That's such a good story. My nine-year-old my nine year old son has something to aim for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, well done, a great race. Yeah, Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. We've, we've, gone to the, we've gone to the next level. We've got... Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought that was... <laughs> Next level, we've got uh, playing cards with uh, all the rock stars on this. Ben Hoffman's just uh, signed say, his card. Ben Hoffman, you looked probably the most shagged once you got across the line. When you came out of that, uh, 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 you were in Never Neverland. I emptied the tank for you sure. Really you know, I had Andy chasing me, and I had to give everything to get to the line ahead of him. So, um, you know, out here you fight all day for those places, and you don't want to give them up, no matter if it's fourth or third or tenth or whatever. So. Um, yeah, you know, I gave my best on the day and it wasn't good enough to win, but I'm happy to be back in the mix and to be faster than when I was second. So um, it's trending in the right direction. I just have to tweak some details to get faster. We, we saw you get to the front a couple of times on the bike and looked like you were sort of pushing it. Was was that part of your tactics or did you just happen no, to I end mean, up there? Yeah, I mean, I'd never really felt like I was trying, I was trying to be smart. I thought I was being pretty conservative on the bike. I, the only times I went to the front was to get in the top five. So you, you go up there, I mean, you know, you go up there thinking, okay, I'm going to ride in the front for a little bit, controlled power, and then somebody's going to pass me. And then a couple guys are going to pass me and I'm going to stay in that position. So that's kind of more what I was looking to do and did. Um, I, I learned my lesson last year. I felt really good going up to Javi and I pushed a little bit and I got a gap and I split the field, which was great, but I think it cost me later. So, you know, um, it was pretty conservative riding for me. I felt comfortable. Um, you know, I thought it was going to lead to an even better marathon, but, you know, I gave what I had and I'm happy with it. Do you think in some ways, you know, because there's so many good cyclists now, we're seeing the, the fear of attacking? I think that might play into it, um, but I, at the end of the day, triathlon is not a bike race, you know, it's a triathlon and it's, you have to think about the marathon, so, you know, like Sebi said, I, I think 
he's become a better runner and he knows it's a weapon so you know he's trying to save something for that and it's smart um, and he finished second today and he contended for the win so you can't fault him but but certainly yeah there's more and more all the time the depth of field and um, you know I think yeah people do end up looking around a little bit maybe and, and being a little more conservative perhaps so what's it going to take for you to take the next couple of steps up uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy this right now, and then I'll take a hard look at what I need to do, but um, probably just harder work, you know, manage the details even better, and um, yeah, just continue working on my weaknesses, you know, I can improve the swim a little bit, um, I can get stronger on the bike, I can get much stronger in the run, I think, so yeah, probably probably an, a run focus, and then, yeah, we'll see, but. Just, just lastly, how's this, why is, or is this important for your own confidence? Yeah, I mean, after a bad race last year, what yeah. I didn't think was a good race, you know, I think it's important to get back in there. It's huge for my confidence. I knew after South Africa this year that I was back. Maybe other people didn't think so, but, you know, it's more about what you believe in, and it's important to execute on the day out here. So I walk away knowing, again, that I can win this race, or I guess reinforcing that belief even more. And, you know, I believe that I will, so I'm going to keep trying, man. And the American win, is that important to you? Absolutely, yeah. It's been a long drought. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to do it. I'd love to be the guy. So, so but I mean, even just the American out of the American athletes today. Oh yeah, no, that was important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, <laughs> it was important. And, uh, of the people in the top is. ten, you were the, you were the most smoked to the finish. So well done. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Thanks, guys. So I just uh, kept my own pace, and Terenzo followed me, and we caught a lot of people coming back in, and uh, I started running in a tenth place, which is which is really where I wanted to be. Yeah. It's just um, I didn't have the run today. I have I had the energy I had the lungs to do it but my muscles started to cramp up at about K20 so I've never been so so stiff in the last really? okay because I, I wasn't even able to respond to David McAmey's pass 3k before and no one passes me <laughs> it's uh, that's just the way I've, I've raced but David did it today I tried I tried, but as soon as I finished running down Palani, I was just, I knew that if I push a little bit more, I won't make it to the finish. So I just made sure I'll get to the finish before running Schildknecht. Okay. <laughs> that was your motivation? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks, Michael, for your time in modern race. Yeah, uh, all cheers to New Zealand, my second favorite country. Yeah, we love you down there. Yeah, and I love you. I love Taupo. It's... Um, Every time I think of it, I have a tear in my eye and I'm a grown man. <laughs> nice, man. Well, congratulations, mate. Thank you for your time. Aussie legend. <laughs> Aussie legend. David Dello. Tell us about your day, mate. Uh, brutal. Just so hard. Just um, just sort of got tailed off um, after about uh, 80k in the bike and um, with the, in the crosswinds there. Kept on fighting into T2 and then... Um, Worked my way up into, I think it was about 14th or 15th, into the energy lab and then just absolutely capitulated, yeah. Last 15k were just an, a grovel, so um, it was a relief to cross the line. I think I was in about 20th or something like that, so pretty disappointing. I wanted to do better than that, but um, yeah, I did everything I could and yeah, I couldn't do much more. And can you put it down to anything in particular or just just tough day? Uh Oh, I just think the bike's just got so so fast. Yeah, it was interesting at the front of the bike. The the main guys stayed together this year. There was a big pack of fast riders, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. That level on the bike is just unbelievable these days. And um, if you get 
you know, if you redline yourself trying to trying to keep up and then um, you pay for that at the back end of the, the run, it's just sort of like a catch-22 type of situation. But, um, yeah, I think if I come back here, I'm just really going to have to um, concentrate on my bike leg and take that to a whole new level just to even consider coming back here. And does it appeal to come back? <laughs> no, no, because yeah. like, like, well, like, well, you know, some guys, like, you know, you come back and it's, you know, you don't get what you want, and you kind of think, well, I could probably do better in other races, you know, as a career kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, does it appeal to come back to Kona still for you? Um, oh, I think you're not, you're not really supposed to make decisions when you're <laughs> it's fair, emotional, fair call, fair emotional. But I wouldn't come back for a million dollars at the moment. But um, give it, uh, give, give it a bit of time and. Um, yeah, I'll reassess and um, think about coming back. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, life is a lot easier when you pick your races like uh, Cairns or uh, Busso or, um, you know, Port Macquarie, that type of thing. Because uh, this race is just um, A-grade, really, and all those other races are C-grade. So, um, yeah, I'll make a decision over the next couple of months. Well, we love seeing you here, mate. Thanks for your time, mate. You're a legend. Thanks, mate. OK, I've got Brent McMahon here who's uh, just getting his timing chip taken off. Now, early in the race, we saw you on the big screen, you're in the lead, but I've already chatted to a couple of your uh, buddies that ended up in the tent with you, so what, what sort of happened out there? Oh, it was just, it got really windy, and um, so there was just, there ended up being a lot of movement and guys putting on their brakes, and so you just, you're trying to avoid it, and you know, and the, uh, just a bunch of us all got jammed up, and happens. Now I've, I've, I've been in that, medical, uh, that tent as well uh, what, what do you guys go through when you're in there like what, what are you doing and, and how are you trying to keep yourself in the game because five minutes in there is uh, must seem like an eternity. Yeah no you just try and stay positive and you know consider it a flat tyre and try and just get back into a rhythm and try and ride a, a steady day and just focus on riding smooth you know you're not with a group anymore so you can ride consistently and you know, and try and pick guys off one at a time and that's all you can do. What was your mindset going into the run? Because you, I, when I saw you running, you, look, you were looking really good. I couldn't really tell what place you are in, but, but what was going through your head and, and how did you actually run? Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I just set out to have a fast run and, and try and run down as many guys. And, you know, so much happens in the, the back half of the marathon and usually I'm really strong there and uh, I started out good and, you know, I was running... You know, 2.47 marathon pace for the first 16, 17K, and then kind of stayed on it. But, um, yeah, I just got down in the energy lab, and then uh, I just, uh, my stomach had other reasons. Uh, so I had to stop, and uh, and then I just couldn't, everything came up, and I couldn't eat anything anymore, and then it was just survival to get home. Tough luck, good work being out there in the lead for a while and I'm sure you'll come back and be stronger for next year. Yeah, you bet. We've got uh, Jesse Thomas here today. Um, how you feeling, mate? Oh, hey, I am talk, guys. Man, I owe you guys an email. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sharpen up, mate. I'm, I love that. As fatigued as you look, you remembered yeah. that, so well done. Oh, oh, uh, tell us about your day. Oh, man, that was that was the hardest shit I've ever done, dude. That was, <laughs> that was really fucking hard. <laughs> uh, I was just crazy, you know? Um... I mean, I'll walk you through it. I mean, you know, I bought, I, the sw swim, you know, I went out hard. I kind of, I attached to the front group for maybe 500 meters and then got popped and stayed in with the second guys. It was tough. And um, and then I got, you know, I, I had a good transition and, and I kind of got in with this group of 
Sebastian, um, Boris, uh, uh, eventually uh, Weiss, and um, and I just hung with them, and uh, you know, and I was kind of my whole race plan was to do my own thing, and I just fucking threw it out the window, and I, I don't, and and I paid for it big time. You know, we it was cool. We caught the group, and I got excited and. And man, I was up there, you know, and then, and then, uh, I got popped, you know, at Javi and then just, it was just a struggle coming back in, man. I was so tough. So. It's, um, yeah, we saw you in that group with Sebastian and you guys bridged that gap of five minutes reasonably quickly. He laying it down. Yeah. I mean, everybody was, it was kind of rotating through, you know, like he was, Boris was, Vice was, um, we had Joe Skipper in there for a little while. We had uh, just, just a good, it was just a good group of guys. Jordan Rapp, like good riders, you know. And so we were all just poof, gas on, and it was really, um, you know, uh, it was really surgy, you know. So completely did the exact thing I said I wasn't going to do, you know. And, um, and I just paid for it. I just blew up, and then I was... God, I was solo a lot of the way home, which was just a massive mental exercise. Um, one of the hardest things I've ever done. And then um, kind of tried to latch on with some guys, never really did. And then the run was just like, God, I just, I just wanted to give up like the whole run. You know what I mean? It was basically, that's the way that I felt. There was maybe five, 10K in there where I turned it at Ali'i and I was like, felt like I was clicking and I was kind of going by some guys and then the rest of the run was just a complete fucking nightmare (laughs) (laughs) so so what do you take from this because you're an experienced athlete you know you know to stick to the plan but this race is different isn't it it makes you do different things you know and I just I knew it was I knew that we had um you know I've seen it I've seen it four times and I knew that guys that you don't see guys all day and they move up into the top 10 you know, in the last half of the run. And that was kind of what I was hoping to do. And, um, but in order to do that, you got to really be much, much more patient than I was. And I just buried myself uh, on the bike and a little bit on the run too, without thinking I was. I tried to go really easy. It just, the heat is just so crazy, you know? And I knew that was going to be really hard. And I threw the, threw the race plan out the window massive mistake on the bike and then even on the run I completely underestimated how hard it was going to be and I thought I was approaching it you know uh the appropriate way but I was just most rough so 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 does it appeal to come back you know yes and no yes because I think I can do better you know and and I'm actually very happy with that result you know I'm not like thrilled but that's a great result for me. You know, it's the first time I've done it. This, this course has so many parts of it that are, are, that are against my strengths, you know. And um, I got to be really happy with that. I raced as hard as I could, like no doubt. It's the hardest shit I've ever done by far. And so, and I, there's a lot of ways I can improve. So, you know, a top 10 here would be, would be amazing. And that's certainly within the realm. You know, I was a couple minutes out in the energy lab. And um, if I pace myself better on the bike and the run, maybe that happened. You know, that'd be sweet. So, 
Yeah, you know, we'll see. Right now, it sounds like the worst thing imaginable, <laughs> but maybe in like two right or three months. Right now, it's stupidity, yeah, but hey. Yeah, but right. But in like two or three months, you know, having some experience, a little bit more specific training for the heat and that type of stuff, you know, it might be all right. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, thanks for your time. And yeah, it sounds like you learned some lessons today, and I'm sure you'll come back stronger next time. What's that? You learned some lessons today, and I'm sure you'll come back stronger yeah, next time. Yeah, no, no. Well, we'll see. You know, never say never. At the same time, <laughs> that was tough. So I, I'm not like super psyched on coming back right now, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, thanks for your time. I got David McNamee next to me right now. Um, tell us about today, mate. 13th. 13th, 13th. So sharing that you got 13th with Jesse. Uh, tell us about your day. Uh, my day was briefly easy swim. Felt very comfortable. Came out where I needed to be. And then the bike was sort of a tail of two halves. The first half felt great, uh, but then the second 90k I well fell apart. Yeah. Uh, and then I salvaged a decent run and sort of got myself up to 13th, I think. So it's an okay result. It's not what I'd hoped for, but yeah, it's corner and you sort of take what you're given. What do you take away from today? Uh, for me, it's sort of my second year here. You gain so much experience. The big highlight was that I put myself in a position at the start of the race to contend, or at least contend for the top 10. I sort of, yeah, I felt like I was proactive in trying to become a top 10 today. It was last year, I was sort of, sort of reacting and hoping. So, yeah, I think that was the big sort of positive is that, yeah, you have to be proactive here and go about a game plan. Hmm. You know, you didn't have the bike and you'd have a, pretty, a, a tough second half. Uh, how did you kind of keep focus on having a good run? Because, you know, that can be a moment where a lot of people just kind of give up. Uh, I think sort of actually benefits a little bit in that you go out conservative. Because you're so far behind and stuff, you just stick to your own plan. So, yeah, I think sort of I just ran even four-minute kilometres there. Uh, the first 10k wasn't very fast. It was just sort of at a comfortable pace. Mm. And I think that's sort of what here especially gives you a fast run split is just being consistent. Mm. And then, then you had your legs in the second half basically? Uh, yeah, so sort of second half of the run I felt really good, especially between like 15 and sort of 35Ks. Uh, I imagine it's nice because you're actually passing people at that point too, aren't you? Oh yeah, for sure. There's nothing sort of better for the ego than sort of passing people and sort of, yeah, past 20 plus people out there today and... Yeah, obviously every time you get past, you get that little bit of boost for like 10, 15 seconds as you're going by. So yeah, for me it's good and sort of, yeah, I'll come back next year and give it a sort of better shot, hopefully. Well, well bring it on, mate. Hopefully you can knock, knock top 10 next year, mate. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. i got a Nico Lanos next to me here. And uh, Nico, uh, tell us about your day. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, how are you? I was cheering, I was cheering. Yeah, I know, I know, but I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. Oh, she's saying smile. Just survive. Well done, really Thank good. You. Uh, yeah, well, not too bad till, uh, till the start of the run. Actually, the first part of the run was okay. But then I struggled a lot with the stomach and... Uh, I couldn't get any nutrition, and uh, so... <laughs> you're, you're in a pretty good position off the bike. You know, when you got off the bike, I thought Nico could have a pretty good race here, because you're a strong runner. Yeah. How were you mentally feeling off the bike? No, it was okay. I was feeling okay. I started running okay with uh, good feelings, but uh, 
Then after the first five, six K, uh, everything went wrong and uh, I couldn't take any nutrition and uh, I uh, survived to the finish. Thank you. Well, well done. Thank you for your time, mate. I've traded a, uh, I've tra actually traded Bevan's Coke Zero for an interview with Michelle Vistabu. Um, and uh, Bevan, Bevan doesn't know about it, so what he doesn't know won't kill him. Nope. You look like you were smoking it out there on the run today. Yeah, I felt really good. Um, I just wanted to put in a really good run today because I knew that I had it in me. Mm. Unfortunately, I got a penalty on the, on the bike, so I was a little bit bummed out there, but tried to turn it to, to the best, so... We heard a huge number of penalties for the guys, so yeah. what, what about I the girls? I, I think I was the only one actually, and I don't think it was really fair, So, but I took it with a smile, I tried to take it with a smile, 10k interval to the penalty tent, and then 5 minutes break, and then 40k home. Now we've seen you doing some, some commentary work, it was a challenge uh, Dubai, or no challenge, one of the challenge races, the big challenge race last year, you are doing a great, great job. Um, you've been battling some injuries over the last couple of years, so is today a really big step in the right direction for you? Actually, I haven't been injured no. for no for a long, long time. So uh, just, just, you're just practicing your commentary. Yeah, yeah, just for fun. Oh, that's right. In Dubai, that's correct. I had a Joe Skipper. Don't interrupt my interview. I'm, I'm having five minutes <laughs> of fame here. Thank you. She goes run with me when we were like hanging. Like we yeah, can even you run with you. We tried, man. <laughs> Full. Go and get a massage, Spence, for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe Skipper's going for a beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, yeah, that was right. I had some bent ribs in the beginning of the year last year mm -hmm. coming into that. So that was a, a really weird year for me, but still ending up finished fourth here last year and then had a good preparation and I felt awesome today. But right. What was the, you, you've been here a few times, what were the conditions like for you? I'm, I'm getting mixed feedback on, on whether it was really hard or moderate, what was your thoughts? It was uh, really windy today, I think it was one of the toughest years to be honest actually on the bike, I could see that a lot of people were suffering and pushing it too hard because I was like hey I'm dying here and I really feel great on the bike at the moment, so yeah it was a rough day, the, it wasn't that warm, like last year it was really warm, it's not that warm this year but it was more windy than, than normal. So was your run today, Was it, uh, you looked really good when you ran yeah. past me and that was halfway down the Queen K on the way out. Um, was it a big step up for your run? I haven't seen the splits yet. I actually haven't seen the split either. I think that, um, I, I don't know what I ran, but I felt really good. I felt like I had a good rhythm. I was hoping to catch a bit more girls. Normally I never catch anyone, they catch me. Normally I put the bike as one of the first. So it was a, a new thing for me to try to actually catch something, someone on the run and it felt great. Fantastic. I know you want to go for a massage. Enjoy yeah. that Coke Zero and uh, well done on, on your Poor guy who's not getting it. <laughs> no and actually, don't show my coat that I'm taking a zero. That's go. actually stupid, isn't it? But I'll we'll, make it better. We'll, we'll edit that part out. Yeah, yeah, do that. Cool. See you. I've got Andy Potts next to me right now. How are you going to feel, Andy? Yeah, that was a day. <laughs> it was a day. Uh, t just talk us through your race. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a very good day for me. Um, really disappointed. Uh, I prepared really well, and uh, I didn't have it. No excuses. At what point did you kind of know that was the case? Uh, oh, I gave it. Uh, I gave it till uh, mile one forty point six to try to come around, yeah. and it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, th thanks for your time and uh, look after yourself. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Come with you, mate. You need to get some. You, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Righty-ho, we've got uh, Carrie Lester here who's just come across the line. 
I saw you come out of the swim and you looked like you had a good little posse there with uh, Miranda Carfrey and Heather Wirtle and one or two others. So tell us about your, um, your swim and then, and then what, how things sort of panned out on the bike. Yeah, um, I was actually a little bit disappointed with the swim. That's not a group um, that I would normally swim with. You know, the girls that I thought I would be able to swim with, who I swam with at Roth, you know, like Michelle Vesterby and Anya. Uh, like, all, all of those girls were, seemed to, I'm not sure if they all came out in a group together in front of me. Like, I was with them, but then I just couldn't, they just started to swim away from me and I just couldn't, gap I just couldn't make that gap um so yeah I was a little bit actually a little bit disappointed in the swim I, I tried not to get frustrated I just I wanted to swim at my own pace you know I didn't want to I was actually hot even you know just in the water so I didn't want to uh um I guess over swim um but yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. But anyway, it's, I mean, it's a good experience. I mean, I know the last time I swam here, I think I swam like a, something over an hour. So, um, yeah. And, and when you got onto the bike, did you guys start sort of communicating or working together? You know, was Marinda Carfrey sort of panicking or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't, I, she didn't seem to be. Um, uh, we, had, we had a pretty good little group there on the bike um there was only really Rennie me and Heather Wortel um and Heather dropped off once we were going up more towards uh Harvey then we got caught by Heather Jackson and uh Mel and you know those girls just flew like straight past us and there was no way that I could go with them um in all honesty today I didn't have my normal bike legs I just didn't I am actually going to blame it on female uh, issues, mm. um, and yeah, that's just what happens. So nothing I can do about that. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel, quite feel like myself on the bike. I normally, um, I, you know, Rinny's definitely seems to have improved her bike, but normally I would have felt like I would have been able to sort of ride away from her and and at least try and go with some of the other girls, um, but. Yep, I just couldn't, I just didn't have that extra gear, so, um, but yeah, I just stuck to my pace, I didn't want to, again, overextend myself on the bike, um, so I could get through a run. Did you get through the run okay? I got through the run okay, but it was pretty brutal, um, I mean, you know, I don't know if anyone really particularly feels good running the, the marathon here, um, yeah, same thing, just, just a little bit flat. Yeah. I know I've got the strength in me, so that mentally, that was what I played on today, and it definitely got me where I was. Um, you know, I, I really didn't want to come here and get 11th. Um, the goal was to get into the top 10. If I had have felt like myself, you know, yeah, I probably would have made up a few places there. Um, but. Look, I did the best I could today, so I'm really happy. So marks out of 10 in terms of uh, effort and maybe marks out of 10 in terms of performance? Uh, definitely, I would say a 10 out of 10 for effort there. I, I, I really couldn't have done any more today. Um, performance, yeah, I'd probably have to rate that about a 7. But that's OK. It's pretty much... I'm, I'm pretty happy. That's my fourth Ironman for the year. Um, 
and I was debating in there. I thought, you know, Carrie, if you get 11th, you know, Scotty's going to make you go to Cozumel. <laughs> so I was like, you need, like, come on, let's get 10th so we can bargain for, like, season done. I need a rest, yeah. Oh, well, I'll go find Scott and he can uh, help you out for the rest of the day. Thanks very much. Maro Birch here with me. Uh, tell me about your day, mate. About my race? Well, it's, it's a pretty good swim for mine. For me, it's like a 54 swim and then a very tough bike ride. I mean, for, I was my second time here, but I think it's with very tough conditions today. Mm -hmm. I had the feeling it's very a lot of wind from the beginning on. And uh, afterwards, well, on the way back, on the way back a little bit less than, than usually. But um, run, run was hot, and, but yeah. Overall, I don't know what I finished, but I'm happy to be here. And this was a nice race, very well organized. And yeah, it's great to be in the World Championship. Were you happy with your day? Well, overall, I did my best. I did what I could. So, I mean, that's, I consider that as a, as a win for me. Congratulations, mate. We've got Mar Mar Marisol here, he's got the, the cool American pants on, how you going mate? Pretty good, how you doing? Um, I don't think I'm as tired as you are, tell us about your day. I uh, can't complain, um, had a pretty good swim, I think I took off six minutes for my previous. Wow, massive. Yeah, before I think my best was an hour and I swam uh, I think a 54 flat. Um, bike, um, pretty solid bike. Uh, and then finish off with, I think I got off the bike, I don't know, maybe 22nd-ish. Right around there, and then I um, ran myself up to 12th place and the fourth American. Um, I definitely uh, gave it my best shot out there, um, and uh, I have a difficult, I have a different um, type of uh, routine. I like to do an Ironman two weeks out, um, and the, the second one I tend to do a little better, and uh, that's been the trend since um, the last like uh, 10 months and then um, my coming into this I was ranked 14th in the world and I finished 12th so I'm happy with the day. Um, you've got Diamondback as a sponsor there on your, your top, were you riding one of those new fancy ones out there today? No I wasn't, I was just on the, um, the original, the Sirius. So. So, so you know I saw you at the beginning of the run, you, you, there was quite a big gap, you were quite far back off the bike and so you, you just, what was your kind of mindset when you got off the run? Um, really just keeping it steady. Um, uh, I don't know what my overall time was, um, but uh, probably, I think it was probably one in the top 10, maybe. Um, I mean, I've, I've had anywhere between uh, fourth fastest run split here before. I think that was back in 2012 when I ran a 251. No idea what I ran today, but uh, uh, I think my total time was 825. My previous best, I think I broke 840. So I... I um, Definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you're pr pretty proud of your day in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a tough spot to finish 11th and 12th, uh, you know, out of the prize money. But, um, you know, I am happy to, I mean, I mean, competing with the best guys in the world. And um, I started this sport in 2010, so I'm relatively young at the sport. But um, I still feel like I'm improving, and I still feel like I have lots more years than me. So, oh, Congratulations, mate. Well done. All right, thank you. Thanks for your time. Get up and again. <laughs> I've got one of my interviewees from uh, end of last week, Andy Buchscher. Uh I probably got the pronunciation wrong. Uh, I don't know what place you finished. You look, I was wasn't sure if you were going to get. Did you get Hoffman or not? Did you get Ben Hoffman? No. Um, I think I've beaten him. Yeah. But he finished in front of me. I think he's. Uh, I will see uh, if I get some infos, like we were running like for the ten, last 10k and he was just 50 meters in front of me, 
I couldn't finish, I couldn't close the gap. Yeah. It was insane battle. Like, how was how was the rest of the day? We saw on the the live footage you were looking pretty good on the bike and often quite close to the front. Um, what was the pace like on the bike today? Uh, I have no idea because I ride by feel. So um, actually, I, I I have no idea. But I felt pretty comfortable, and I was always in the mix as I wanted to, and wanted to finish very near to the front without burying myself. And um, yeah, that worked well. In the conditions out there today, compared to when you've raced here other times, um, I don't know. Um, I think it's always hot, and uh, in the middle part of the marathon, I had some like I took too much gel early on, so I had to work with water and ice for like an hour, and then I could recover and. Then the lights went on in the energy lab, yeah. and I was able to to um, get away from TO again. And then I tried to try to catch Ben Hoffman. Yeah, he was just—I mean, just 50 meters in front of me, right, right from the energy lab to the finish line. It was incredible. Fifth overall, but fourth German—that's <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, um, I just don't care. Yeah. Because um, you know, long distance racing is, is so exhausting, and you need so much concentration. I mean, you cannot like look what someone else has. Like you have to look at your own plate. And I'm super proud, just super proud of myself and my family and my coach. And um, I came here so often and suffered and walked and you know went into the bushes in, in on a lead drive and. And to finally, like, I, my biggest wish was just to be in the mix of the race, and I fulfilled the dream, and um, that just feels amazing. Fantastic! You go find your family and enjoy your night. Well done. Thank you. Okay, we've got the uh, man who I think believe has set a new run course record out there. He was sprinting at the beginning, and he it seemed to hold it together the whole way. So Patrick Lang, you must be over the moon. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am really. It's just unbelievable. I, uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I cannot. I, I can't get it at this moment. It just feels unreal. And yeah, uh, am I right that you got a penalty on the bike? That's correct. Yes. Um, I said before the race, I have a lot to learn. This is my second Ironman, and um, I can't. Yeah, this was. It was a little. Um, I was a little unattention at um, kilometer 30, I guess, and yeah, boom, penalty. And um, but I, I, I uh, had <laughs> the honor yeah. to join with Andy Rela, Fredrik van der Brenn, McMahon. So there were a couple of really good guys also in the penalty tent. That yeah, and Fredrik told me um, everything is possible. Andy also told me. It's such a long day, it's, don't give up. Mm. And they were absolutely right. Mm. When you started the run, did you run to a schedule or just run by feel? Just run by feel. Mm. Um, I was really afraid of the run course of the heat. Um, sure, I had some tactics, but at the end of the day, it was more or less uh, all out from the beginning to the end. 
did you slow down at all? I saw you five miles to go and you looked as good as you did at the beginning. Was there any slowdown that you could feel? Um, no, I don't know. I have to check the times, but I don't care really. It's, it's, it felt like I, after the energy lab, I, I, I uh, saved a little bit of energy for the energy lab and reduces the speed there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I thought when I come over the hill and go back on Queen K, I can roll, I can run smooth, and then, yeah, I just finish it up. Great work. I know you need some recovery, so well done on your race. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I've got Luke McKenzie who's just uh, gone down into the lounger and uh, finished his day. You look like you were in the mix there on the bike. Um, talk us through your day. Yeah, no, um, everything went to plan up until the bike, uh, up until after the bike. Um, you know, swam comfortably in the middle of the group. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure I stayed out of trouble early on the bike. And um, yeah, I knew that Spencer Hill climb is where we were going to, you know, probably stretch the group out. Um, so. You know, up and over that, that's where I really hit it. And, you know, I was able to establish a pretty good lead for a bit, but, um, you know, being out there solo and having uh, the likes of Sebastian and Jan, Boris, um, T.O., you know, um, Hoffman, they're all, they're all strong and it's, it's hard to stay away solo. And, you know, they reeled me back in just before Spencer Hill, but, you know, I, I, I was happy with how, how I rode, you know. I, I couldn't have done any more, I don't think. Um, maybe just conserved a little longer and tried to hit it later, I don't know. But, um, yeah, going on to the marathon, I felt all right. But, mate, um, yeah, my body's just breaking down. I'm getting old, I think. I've done a lot of these. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, my hips just aren't what they used to be. And uh, something I'm going to have to address moving forward if, uh, if I choose to. I'm obviously pretty disappointed at the moment, but I know you're involved in the, the Island um, Island House race as well. Maybe can you mention that, give, give that a little bit of a plug? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, um, unfortunately we just got hit by a cyclone there. Um, cyclone Mas- Matthew hit as a Category 4 cyclone in Nassau. And, uh, you know, we, we have, have a race planned for three weeks' time. Right now we don't know exactly... Uh, you know what the situation is down there but um, hopefully everyone's thinking of everyone down in the Bahamas because uh, you know like Florida and Haiti and all these places that are affected um, you know it's it's always devastating to see something like that but yeah moving back to the race you know ho- hopefully we still have a race to run uh, I don't know right yet but um, you know it's a three-day event um, it's in three weeks time at the end of October and been able to attract a really good mix of ITU athletes uh, long course athletes and race them over three days um, in what was supposed to be an idyllic, beautiful, exotic location. Um, yeah, like I said, we're just going to have to assess and um, you know look out for an announcement in the, in the next couple of days as to what we're going to do for this year. But moving forward, it's an event that I think um, you know it's got some good traction and uh, you know I, I think it, it's a it's a great format for the athletes and they really love it. But just back to the race, I mean, you've been here for, for quite a few years. Has things changed over the last sort of three, four, five years when we've had a few more of the ITU dudes coming across, or is it uh, staying pretty similar? Yeah, I mean, it's the pace is on on the bike, you know. You go onto the bike there with 30 guys and come off in dribs and drabs, ones and twos, and, you know, it's probably the biggest group at the front that's come off the bike together in a while. Um, you know, it was, it was hard to get away, you know, every time someone pushed the pace. They were able to get 10, 20, 30 seconds, but you know, 
these days everyone's riding so strong so um, you know it's hard to stay away uh, it's not like it used to be and then um, these guys are running amazingly off such hard bike rides and I think that's the difference you know um, yeah it's it's tough now I mean you've got to you've got to be a very well-rounded athlete and, and uh, kudos to Jan he had a great race today and um, you know yeah he, uh, he raced smart Commiserations on your race today, but uh, we know you'll be back strong. You put some uh, some amazing races, not just here, but around the world. So uh, good luck with the rest of the career. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, I mean today for me it was all about getting across the finish line. You know, once I, you know, I knew my body wasn't responding, it was um, about finishing. And I think, um, you know, there's nothing that stings more than a DNF here, and um, you know, I was determined not to have one. So I'm just I'm just happy to reach the finish line today. Brilliant. So you guys have been listening, to Luke McKenzie. Okay, we've got Suri Lindley here, and uh, legend. she legend. Legend Lindley. Legend yeah. Lindley, that's what I call her. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> we're going to uh, be having a chat to her coming up soon on the podcast, but I wanted to get some thoughts around today. Um, you must be pretty proud of uh, Rennie. I am so proud of her. I mean, that was a monumental effort on her part. Obviously, Daniela was out of everyone's league today. She had just an unbelievable race. Um, but Rennie just... Um, played it smart and got out there and obviously when you know the kind of deficit you're facing um, that's a hard one to swallow and mentally she just took it like a champ and just started focusing on the next person and the next person and picking them off patiently and I couldn't be prouder of her. She uh, raced brilliantly in my opinion so I'm very happy. What's your sort of role during the day? You know obviously you give your athletes pre-race instructions but what are you doing on the day? I'm trying to figure out what it's going to take for us to get where we need to go and being able to deliver that information to her in a way that's going to hit her the right way. Mm. Um, so kind of just trying to figure out what's happening. Um, she obviously is only focusing on herself and, and racing her race, but I need to be able to give her the right information that's going to get the most out of her and help her figure out how she needs to run that marathon. So what, would, what did you tell her at the start of the run? I said that uh, it's not perfect, but it's not impossible, mm. and let's focus on getting third place first. And at that time, I think she was uh, eight minutes or so down on third place, so I said, let's focus on third. And I didn't even give her the split to the front. I just said, it's eight minutes to third, let's focus on that, get there, and then we'll think about what's next. Did you have any other athletes out there today? I did. I had Yvonne Van Vlerken. I still don't know. She was running in ninth and pulled out, so I don't know what happened. Um, very disappointed that she pulled out because, in my opinion, you're top ten yeah, yeah. world champs. I think that's pretty phenomenal. Um, so hopefully she's all right. Um, and then I have two age group guys, uh, one that just finished. He went 9.35, which was about an hour and 40 minutes quicker than last year. So <laughs> just a mere hour and 40 yeah. minutes. That's what you get in the age group. That's what's so fun about coaching age groupers is you get some pretty big improvements. Obviously, it's harder to come by uh, when you're racing at the highest level. Um, but I'm just so proud of Rini. I just think she's the toughest woman I've ever known, you know, just to be able to come back year after year and put that kind of an effort in is just so amazing. I couldn't be prouder of her. What about the guys race? What do you think of that? Oh, I mean, that was amazing too. It was, uh, I saw Tim O'Donnell up there at the start, you know, he was within the top three for a lot of that ride and I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be his day. So I was, you know, stoked for him and Jan, um, I pretty much felt like he was going to be very tough to beat. Um, I thought Sebastian 
was going to give him a big fight, but obviously, I mean, gosh, three Germans on the podium yeah. shows that they definitely are figuring out this race and doing a pretty incredible job. So that was impressive. It was a amazing races all around, really. All right. Well, we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks for your time, Siri. Thank you so much, John. <laughs> so we've been sitting around here, and this, and we've been doing some good work, haven't we, John? We've got, you guys are going to have a lot of interviews to get through. I said, Bevan, I'm going off to get a drink. And, uh, so we've been sitting out in this hot, hot sun, although it is clearing up and it's covering up now, but for about three hours. Yeah. And I'm, 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 you know, so when I got a drink, he's got himself a good Coke. Yeah, what'd you get me, mate? I went and got you a Diet Coke, but you guys may or may not have heard the interview that I did. I had to trade my, your, your Coke Zero with Michelle Vesterby to get Aww. an interview. So blame Michelle Vesterby. I've got some water for you over there, though. Oh, well, thank you very much. So, yep, we've got lots of good interviews, actually. It's, it's one thing that John and I have picked up on, is this year, there's no media back here. It's unbelievable. There is a little bit further on, but not much. And um, I think it's time to go start catching some age groupers. We'll see if we can find some we know. But it's been great so far. Yeah, it is really cool, isn't it? I mean, you guys will hear the interviews. It's uh, one thing you notice is the different emotion from the different athletes. Um, some are quite emotional. There's a couple I've been talking to. They're really fighting back the we've tears. Got, we've got Eric over here. We've been not interrupt his, his job. He's get, Eric from the from the camp is uh, logistics manager. Don't mess with Eric, team. Okay, so we'll be getting more interviews to you guys now. We made a slight change, team. What we're going to do is we actually we are going to put the media conference on, but we thought we'd wrap up our stuff, and then you guys can listen to media conference out for the day. So, Jonbo, tell me your thoughts on the day. A little bit as per plan, wasn't it? Mm. Like with uh, Keenlay and, and Frodo. I'll be really keen to hear from Keenlay, and you may well have already heard this, um, how hard he pushed on the bike. You know, just... Ca- in the past, you know, you get this, these 12 minute leads and 10 minute leads. These days, he seems to be, the guys seem to be able to hang on to his wheels. So we know he's improved his run, and he showed that again today. Um, but maybe he's lost a little bit of his bike um, prowess, or the others have stepped up their games. So I guess on the guys' side of things, no surprises with uh, Jan Fredano and uh, Sebastian Keenlay in there. But, you know, I'd say Patrick Lang. Probably, probably shouldn't be a surprise, but the way that he ran today, I was just super impressed. Well, you really with top three? Yeah, no. Well, I remember when whatever race he did early Texas. in Texas, he, he I remember he did a blitzing run there. That's a second iron man, so it's pretty impressive. And uh, he and he had a penalty out there on the bike, so God knows what he's going to do if he can pull together the same sort of performance again. Um, and then a lot of the other guys in the top ten, I was really pleased for Andy Boucherer, who I interviewed earlier this week. He was stoked, as you heard, um, and it's a nice step up for him. Ben Hoffman was fighting for that fourth. He looked miserable when he crossed the finish line. Yeah, and then uh, you know a lot of uh, the the you know, regulars over here, you know, Bart Arnotts, he ran up a bit more than what he often does. Ivan Rana got back in the top ten and Frederick Van Laird who also got a penalty. Uh, you wouldn't have heard the interview, Bevan, that I did with uh Oh, who was it now? But apparently a lot of people were getting Yeah, Freddie Van Laird was really annoyed. Yeah, and uh, and it sounded like it was just like what what the hell? And they're just penalising everybody for the same thing. So it sounded like there's some frustrated pros out there. Uh, I mean, that, you know, pros usually take it on the chin. If you if you're legit drafting, but it sounds like they were almost trying to prove a point and and not really being practical about the situation. So that's a little disappointing. Um, the problem is, it's one of those things. It's one of those laws that anyone could be done for at any time. Mm. You know, because just the nature of the way the race is ran. So if you do get done, you are going to feel pretty hard done by it because. You look around and the same thing's happening. Mm. Some of the guys that you know maybe would have been expected to go a little better. Tim Tim Burkle was only down in in nineteenth place. Uh, 
Cyril Vinot has had some uh, top tens here as well. Uh, Jesse Thomas probably would have expected to go a bit better. Check out the interview. Oh, you would have heard the interview we did with him. He was a bit of a character. A few F-bombs in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and David McNamee, was who, who was my pick for getting on the podium, only managed 13th place. So it was only two places behind last year. Uh, and Andy Potts, I think, you know, his, uh, maybe he's getting towards the, the tail end of his career over here, but uh, he, he, he was pretty emotional. Mm. Like I only got 30 seconds with him because I, it was kind of obvious, probably was best to turn the mic off. But he was, he was in a place where I think the ego was really hurt. Um, yeah, I think he was struggling to be honest. Mm. So and then Daniela Reef, that's a dojo domination. I looked at the time and it's an official dojo domination. At the world championship. Mm. Oh, so I, I was out on the Queen K. She came past, and I was just chatting to um, Paul Larson and da- uh, Daniel, David Plews, the prof and the Plews, yep. and it was ridiculous. It's like, uh, do you guys realise that the next chick hasn't come past yet? It was it was just enormous, yeah. the gap. So for her to run 256, I think it was, is pretty impressive off a solo bike ride. It was not as pretty impressive, it's bloody impressive and a course record. On a day, it was really hard to get a gauge of how hard it is out there. Every year we come here, People at the finish say, oh, it was the hardest day ever. And these are experienced yeah. campaigners. I got the feeling it was a little bit above average in terms of the conditions out there. So for her to set a course record on a day when conditions were not amazing, you know, remember when Crowe set the record that was amazing conditions. So for her to break Chrissy Wellington's record is uh, is impressive. So one thing going back to the boys' race, I wonder, because I, when I interviewed, um, were you here when I interviewed Frodo? No. No, so Frodo said he, had pretty, he was really struggling all day. So... Just you know, you guys would have heard the interview because I've already done it. But he was basically just saying he just didn't have it today, and um, in the swim he wasn't able. He just wouldn't do the amount of work that he'd normally do. And I wonder if Kenley got to the front and thought Frodo was maybe just you know not doing the work, and so maybe it's best just to save himself. And maybe that worked. You know, remember that time Lance Armstrong once he was having a day where he was sick, mm-hmm. and so he played that game. No, I don't think Frodo was framed the game, but maybe the way Kenley responded to what was happening in the race, he may have thought Frodo was straight saving himself. So why should he take a risk? You can ask him that question at the press yeah, conference. Yeah, maybe it will, because it is, it is pretty interesting. But, um, yeah, it, it was predictable. But in the girl side of things, there were some pretty surprising results. Anna? Yeah, so the, the Finnish girl, uh, Lettenhoven, uh, uh, that's probably not even close. She uh, she was all arms on the run, crikey dick, when she yeah. came up. We were, Who the hell is this? And she was just about punching herself in the face, but <laughs> it was working. It was working. She ran through really nicely. I was really pleased, and you interviewed Lucy Gossage. Uh, yeah, she was over the moon. Pleased to see her get up there. A lot of uh, Michelle Vesterby, you know, she's yeah. known as a bit of a swim biker, and um, she looked really good when she ran past me. So, some some good results. I didn't actually. I haven't got Wi-Fi here. See where Meredith Kessler finished, so or whether she did finish, but she don't think she was in the top ten. So that's a bit disappointing. Um, and I really, I was really disappointed um, that Mary Beth Ellis wasn't able to hang in there because when I rode back into town, she was right up there uh, in, inside the top ten. I thought, good on her, you know, finish on a high. So really disappointed for her not to have that sort of finish on a, on a high note. Mm. Um, overall thoughts? I enjoyed the really enjoyed the day. You know, I, you, a lot of people might think, oh, it's boring racing, but. When you see a, a dominating performance like that, you just take your hat off, and I thought it was great. And I'm, yeah, yeah, she was, she was always going to win. That was never in doubt. Once she, she got to the front on the bike, but it was fascinating watching all the changes in the run, who was going to get second, third, and uh, and it was cool to see Keenlay. You know, he hung with Frodo for for 16k, 10 miles. When they went up Palani, that's when the when things stretched out. But at least Frodo didn't just run away straight away. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed the day. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 we just we're in this moment again where 
It's amazing the females race how we just get these dominating characters, isn't it? Because mm. Reef is just, uh, she's almost that next level. Like we, you know, we I th- the when Chrissy left, we thought there'll never be another Chrissy, didn't we? You know, it was almost like, she, like remember when she broke the road, road record? And we're like, well, that's just a freak. She's this this thing. This is an outlier who only comes, you know, once a generation. We, you know, we'll probably never see anything like that. So to get Reef so quickly is is quite phenomenal, really, isn't it? And it's one of those situations where. Sucks to be Rene when you yeah. when you're uh, when you're the you're the you know an amazing athlete in your own right and you're best of the rest and you got this person who bloody smoked you but uh, good on her for coming back how cool would it be to have uh, Reef versus uh, Wellington we're not going to get it yeah. but that would be pretty cool they've got quite similar strengths and weaknesses you know so Wellington's probably a little bit stronger on the on the run um, probably comparable on the bike and yeah it would be it would be a very interesting oh, race how cool would that have been. Mm. Yeah, but, but it's not going to happen. We can just kind of dream of that stuff in the future. Uh, so, John, sponsors? EnduranceSportsTravel.com with Ken Glare and the team. If you want to go to a race anywhere around the world, uh, check them out and they will take the hassle out of things. You come to Kona, you arrive at the airport, they'll take you to wherever you need to go. You don't have to spend an inordinate amount of time looking for accommodation, booking cars and stuff. Uh, so, check them out wherever you're going around the world. EnduranceSportsTravel.com. What are you saying? Uh, take the hassle out of the travel. Take the hassle out of the travel. Uh, also, we've got uh, athlinks.com and social networking for endurance athletes and extreme endurance. That's your elective buffer. So, guys, just a couple of things. So, that's pretty much going to be our main wrap up of our Kona coverage for this year. But next week, John and I are going to take the week off. So, we have got some more content that we've got from here some Epic Camp interviews. Uh, we've also got um, an interview of a coach. Yep, Chris Hout, uh, or Houth, as a lot of you guys will know, who's a coach and uh, had some interesting things to say. He's also been an age group champion over here. And we might put up a few other random age group and post-race age group interviews that we catch on uh, later on today so there you go so it's going to be we'll be back in the studios in two weeks from now just a big thank you <coughs> once again to all the patrons who've got us here because this only happens because you guys have donated your hard-earned money our way and hopefully you guys have got lots of value out of the work we've done here what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to put the post-race media conferences on both the male and the female uh, and then we'll wrap up the show after that so John's got to put his finger up. Yep. Well, I think if you guys want to join us over in Germany for Challenge Rote, we've got a couple of spaces left over. It's going to be an amazing race, uh, amazing experience. Race always sells out. So check us, check it out on imtalk.me. If you guys want to come and experience Kona, I've got a camp, uh, Epic Camp Light here in in May next year, combined in with a 70.3. And uh, you don't need to be a rock star to do it. So pop us an email or check it out on epiccamp.com. You'll get to see all of Kona in terms of the Ironman course swim where they swim do the entire bike course do the entire run course and get to do a really cool race at the end of it so check it out at epiccamp.com and also just with the road camp road has sold out so if you are looking at doing the race this is pretty much the only way you're going to be able to do it so <laughs> uh, you'll see some pictures of us uh, today and we're wearing our fancy I Am Talk gear that's also on sale until the end of October check it out imtalk.me bike gear um, running gear race gear whatever you want and it's just another way you guys can support the show so uh, let's wrap it up John I'm Russ I'm Mendo train hard train smart kia kaha and remember there's uh, more to come now Nice. That was, that was a good little. That was a good segue, John. There we go. Championship men's press conference, uh, post press conference. Um, let me just uh, start out by saying what an incredible day today. I mean, the weather conditions were absolutely perfect. We had a little bit of wind up there on the course, and uh, 
what started out as being, uh, you know, something that we thought was going to be a sub eight hour day. Uh, we had uh, the conditions turn the wrong way. We had some headwinds on the way back, uh, but nonetheless, the boys out there today were absolutely fantastic. We had a repeat champion, Jan Fredino, taking his second title in two years to uh, go along with his third place just a, three years ago. So let's hear it from our champion today, Mr. Jan Fredino. Jan, why don't you um, go ahead and pick up that microphone right in front of you. Jan, coming into this race, you had a uh, calculated year, um, you know, getting ready for this race. Went over to Ironman Lanzarote and uh, second place, but you really did focus on this race. You skipped Malulaba this year, 70.3 World Championships, especially to get uh, ready for this race. Uh, was that the plan and uh, was well executed if it was? Um, yeah, there was very little calculated about this year, actually. Um, uh, children tend to do that to your lifestyle and um, it was honestly one of those things I wanted to go to South Africa, got injured, had to go to Lanzarote um, just to validate. Um, afterwards went to the race that we can't mention around here and um, that was that was really good actually but it took a lot out of me. It took a surprising lot out of me, more mentally than physically, it was just um, it was crazy around the race and uh, therefore just a lot more draining than I anticipated and therefore I had to pull the pin on Malulaba last minute. I really did want to go and, and have a shot at defending my title, but um, not to be. And therefore I'm really happy that it paid off with um, putting all my eggs in the basket for today because for uh, quite, quite a few times today I didn't think it would. Okay, Jan, um, just one more question now before we get on to Sebastian. but. Um you know, Sebastian really put the pressure on you today on the run course out along Elite Drive and uh, it was amazing to see you guys really fighting, you know, hammer and tong. It was going back and forth for quite some time before you got to Palani Road and it was able to, uh, you know, break the string there, getting onto Quinka Umano Highway. Um, get, everything was uh, fantastic going your way, but uh, did you expect uh, Sebastian to be so close at that time? Yeah, like Sebastian really put the pressure on. Like I was, I was hurting quite a few times. I was actually back, and um, uh, I, I did have my watch on this time to to see the splits, and I thought it was it was a very optimistic pace. Um, but you just never know. Like Sebastian is that kind of guy who's just a killer on the day, who gets the most out of himself, and he's the guy who gets the most out of a out of a one on one battle. And he, uh, yeah. Outgrew himself, I guess, on that on that first hour particularly, and just just showed why he is, um, you know, one of the best in the world. And uh, Polani was was bizarre because I think we both slowed down and wanted to go our pace. And up at the top, I just saw I was I was faring a little worse on the hills uh, along Alihi, and a little bit better on the downhills. And therefore, at the top of Polani, I just sort of thought. I'll uh, try and lengthen the stride out, and, and that's where the string broke. So I was quite fortunate for that, and um, never really looked back. And nobody today ever told me the splits. Like, I asked the motorbikes probably 10 times, and they just put on mummified faces. I don't know if that's an, a new thing that they're not allowed to talk to you, but it would be nice to have like a Tour de France style motorbike with some splits maybe for next year. <laughs> Andrew, okay. are you here? 
All right, we'll consider that, and um, it's been done before. With, uh, not to say that we can't do it again. So we'll uh, take it up with our rules committee, and we'll see how we go. Yarn's uh, split today was 48.02 on the swim, 4.29 flat on the bike, and a 2.45.34 for a total of 8.06.30 on the day. Very fast racing. Okay, let's go over to uh, Sebastian right now, 2014 champion, obviously. He's a, uh, also a two-time Ironman 70.3 world champion. Sebastian, everything was uh, going swellingly for you today. Uh, fantastic bike ride, onto the run in second place, equal first place. Skip the swim, huh? Okay, don't worry about that. Yeah, two and a half minutes last year, four and a half minutes this year. Can you explain? Um... Yeah, I would love to say that I had a little bit of a subpar swim, but probably it was just like a regress to normal. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I had a, a couple of issues at the start, but not more than probably everybody else. So, uh, yeah, of course, I mean, I would have loved to be in a better position after the swim, but um, it always seems to happen when I had a bad swim that my bike legs are fairly good so um, it's just interesting uh, that probably the weaknesses uh, Jan had last year um, it's probably not turned into his strength because he didn't have any last year and uh, any any weaknesses <laughs> uh, <coughs> but um, I expect him to walk the eighth stage but he didn't want to he was pretty much <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually that was where the string probably broke the first time, it was at the aid station. I didn't really expect that. Um, on the other hand, I had like really bad last 30k on the bike um, last year and I had pretty good um, last 30k on the bike this year, I, I felt pretty good. Um, all the time and also I mean I also had a watch on and <laughs> I was aware that probably at some point uh, we are not running at this pace anymore uh, actually was quite sure that this is not gonna happen but um, yeah uh, I slowed down first yeah so uh, Sebastian and uh, Jan were running out at sub uh, six minute miles over the first uh, five or six miles there uh, was uh, very impressive to see them going after it and uh, Sebastian's a type of athlete that's actually going to put himself in hospital. He's going to go all the way uh, or nothing. So well done, Sebastian, on your uh, second place today. I wish I w would be in the hospital and I'm not <laughs> taking the seat here. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to hand it down to Patrick Lang right now. Patrick, um, beginning of this year, you did your first Ironman race in uh, the Ironman North American Championship in great and emphatic style, taking the win down there with a 240. So coming into today, you were one of the guys that we were looking at uh, doing a good run split. Uh, you ran yourself in from 23rd off the bike into third place overall. So you took over 20 spots, which is very, very difficult to do in the Ironman World Championship. You also took a 26-year record with you, and that was Mark Allen, six-time world champion. How does that feel? 239.45. Uh, rookie mistake. We can tell it's his only second time here. So, uh, first time here and second time in an Ironman. So, there you go. Sebi, give it up. Come on. Yeah, it, uh, it felt unreal. Um, I'm, I'm really, really happy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was going into this race um, with the hope of finishing in top 15. 
and um, yeah, it, it was just um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just there was some um, part on the bike where I didn't expect to be back uh, like that, and um, actually I never expected to be third here. So yeah, I, I can't believe it um, that I that I took that record um, from this really really great guy. I watched um, and I heard his speech on the um, banquet uh, the evening for the race, and it was um, really really uh, not the evening for the Thursday. Inspiring. <laughs> it was really inspiring, and um, I told him that it, it was um, a great honor to talk to him, and uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, it was really cool. Uh, Patrick's uh, splits were 48.57, and 239.45. He's taken down a, a long record, which is uh, absolutely unbelievable when it comes in the form of Mark Allen, an absolute legend, a six-time Ironman World Championship winner. So congratulations, Patrick. All right, let's go over to uh, Ben Hoffman right now in fourth place. Ben splits today, 48.55, 428.06 and a 251.45, 8.13 flat. Ben was uh, second place a couple of years ago to Sebastian. Ben, back to the top form, and uh, I know that you would love to be a couple of rungs up on the uh, podium there, but uh, nonetheless, it was a great preparation that you had, and you gave a, a great race today. Is this thing on? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I came here prepared to do something. I, I was targeting more time, um, and historically, you know, I think if you if you go under eight fifteen, you give yourself a chance. But that just speaks to how well these guys race today. I mean, you know, it's incredible. Um, Jan eight oh six. I don't know what said he was, but these guys are the best in the world, and I'm happy to be back for sure. Um, you know, I think. I think I belong, and I think I showed that again today. Um, of course, yeah, you want to be a little bit higher up, but I'm happy with what I gave, and you know, I gave everything. And part of that was Andy was running me down, you know, for a little while there towards the end, and I really had to dig even deeper than I believed that was possible for me. So um, I'm happy with my performance. You know, it was a it was a good day. Uh, puts me back back in that mindset where I can come here and win this someday. And um, as long as these other Two or three guys go away. So, yeah. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen, Ben. But uh, Ben, well done, Ben. Uh, congratulations, mate, on a fourth spot. And uh, you know, uh, there's, there's there's four German athletes in the top five today, ladies and gentlemen. In 1997, it was a clean sweep by Germany, and uh, it's happened again today. Um, that is a very very difficult thing to do, Andy. Um, fantastic race. Uh, the last time we saw you was competing against Debbie over in uh, Frankfurt. And what a what a great battle that was. You two guys you just took it all the way to the end. You were up there together all day long. And uh, today, was it uh, everything that you expected? Um, yeah, you always get more than you expect. Um, it was, uh, I came here, like, it was my sixth series. And I had so many bad races, like walking the marathon or... Um, getting stomach issues and um, all my expectations were to really race the race and uh, yeah um, with Ben and Timothy O'Donnell we had a great marathon fight like was going forth and back and uh, coming out of the energy lab I was 
like 70 meters behind Ben and I ran really well but somehow it stayed like exactly 70 meters and uh, yeah so I gave everything but um, Ben was just one millimeter better and uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Andy, over the last couple of years, you've shown a lot of promise. Uh, last year in Zelamsi, you were right up there, you know, pushing the pace as well. Uh, it seems to me that the German athletes have really gone after it in the 70.3, the Ironman. Over the last couple of years, and really uh, dominating right now, what's the secret? Um, yeah, we have good competition in Germany. And, um, you know, I think our bike rides are so good because, like, we it's the first thing that we start like riding bikes like riding back to school and when i'm in america like everybody gets dropped off at school and uh, you know we have like ten thousand kilometers uh we are ahead so um yeah go out and train all right <laughs> okay no comment on this end all right uh <laughs> Now, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, it's been dominated uh, on the bike for quite some time. Wolfgang Dietrich uh, was probably the first athlete to uh, set the bar in that respect, uh, followed by Dirk Ashmanite uh, and also Jürgen Zach, uh, Thomas Hellriegel, uh, you know, just a couple uh, to, na you know, to name a few, and also uh, Lota Lita. All right, so uh, Andy splits today, 48.10 uh, on the swim, 428.07 on the bike, and a 252.05, 813.25. All right, we're going to uh, open it up to our floor right now. So uh, who would like to uh, take that first question? Timothy Carlson? Yes. Jan, um, why do you suppose, was it the weather? Or what, what were about the conditions that made it uh, so many fast times? So the question is to Jan Fredino. Uh, what was it? Was it weather conditions that made the fast time? To be honest, I think it was a slow bike. Um, I personally, I felt terrible on the bike all day. Uh, which means that you still save energy even though you're not feeling any good. Um, you know, you're still somehow saving some energy. Uh, it wasn't particularly fast or conducive to fast times on the bike, but it did seem like the run was, was cooler than at least the last couple of years that I've, that I've raced here. And uh, I guess, you know, in the end, the marathon is sort of always, always the one that, that drops the times up or down, really, that fluctuates the most, I think. Well said. Okay, next question, please. Okay, over here in the corner. Um, Sebastian, um, you, you rode up to the pit quite well, and you didn't seem to attack as much. Was it because you couldn't get away, or did you decide not to? The question is that, uh, Sebastian, you rode up to the pack uh, really well, and then? And then, uh, sometimes, um, I don't look like, but, uh, I'm really able to learn something out of past experiences. Um, it's always, I mean, the thing is, if they're like 35 guys, proper space, and you then you make not 35 passes, you make one pass. And then you probably go like 10 minutes pretty much all out to pass the whole group. It's like, wasting pretty much everything you have in the tank for the next, uh, for the whole way back. So, I mean, the experience showed me that it's always gonna break apart at some point and 
some people have to show their new bikes in the front in the camera. And <laughs> so um, I was just waiting for that, and then I showed the fast bikes. In the Okay. All right, then. Uh, let's go over to our next question, please. Uh, who would like to take that? Okay, right here in the front. Japan? Yeah. Um, I saw you uh, when you were running at the last mile, and uh, you were still running strong, but you look really tired and you're really spent. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for this question. <laughs> Question to uh, Jan Fredino. Uh, you were running really well until the last mile. You looked very fatigued. <laughs> but what were you thinking? Um, I, th I think you're, what you're trying to get at is why I didn't stop and high-five everybody on the way. But um, you know what? It, it just hurts. It hurts whether you run, I don't know, eight-minute miles or seven-minute miles. And by that time, I was already I was, I was gone. I was absolutely... The last 10 days, I had nothing left and um, I just, I, honestly I just wanted to stop. So I just kept running until I could stop and that's at the finish line. That's it. So ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't experienced an Ironman before, uh, these athletes are giving uh, absolutely 100%. Uh, it's not easy to swim uh, 3.9 kilometers, 2.4 miles, 112 on the bike, 180 K on the bike, uh, and then also 26.2 on the run and uh, 42. Two kilometers on the run and uh, not feel sore about it. And uh, these athletes are absolutely giving everything under the most extreme conditions. Uh, so just to elaborate on that. Okay, let's have the next question. Right over here, Jen Ward. Patrick, there is quite a bit more experience on this panel than you have. I'm just curious how this race stacked up to your, your expectations, how it surprised you, how it was exactly what you thought, just kind of that little question is, uh, Patrick, there is uh, a lot of experience up on the uh, top table here. How did you uh, feel in your first experience in Kona? Yeah, so I uh, was really, really nervous um, before the race, but um, I learned, or let's say, um, my coach, Paris Azulton, he, he gave me a lot of experience um, that I can learn from. And um, so, yeah, I, I took that um, to the race with me. And um, yeah, it's my second Ironman, so uh, I, I really didn't know what, what to expect in this race. Um, yeah, I was just, just really nervous. And, and, yeah. Well, with that record, he sounds like he's following the footsteps of uh, Jan Fredino, Sebastian Kinley and uh, company. So uh, look out for a bright future with Patrick Lang. Okay, so next question, please. Right down here, thank you. Would you like me to take your uh, selfie? You want to do that again? No, not really. <laughs> he was helping me earlier. I mean, it's a follow-up for you, Patrick. Um, have you had a chance to see Mark Allen yet? And if so, anything you would want to say to him? Question to uh, Patrick is, uh, have you had a chance to uh, catch up with Mark Allen, whose record that you uh, took down? And if so, what did he have to say to you? Yeah, we met um, at the uh, award ceremony. Uh, Champagne for me, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just uh, I just told uh, him the same that I got really uh, inspired by by his speech, and um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm just uh, yeah, uh, really really 
um, honored. Um, yeah, that's the word I was searching for. Thank you. <laughs> Um, for anybody to take down a record that's over 26 years old, especially Mark Allen's uh, record, that's absolutely incredible. And I think that uh, I can speak on behalf of Patrick that that's uh, quite an honour. And uh, he was uh, chuffed to meet Mark Allen. Right? Okay. All right, so let's go on to the uh, next uh, question, please. All right, over here. Um, this one's for Patrick also. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, they said online that you had a, a penalty. Um, yeah, that's correct. Okay, you did. Um, what was that for? How did that make you feel? Um, it was actually for blocking, and it was, it was correct. So um, I wanted to move um, three spots um, to the front. They, there was a, an open gap uh, for, I guess, 15 meters uh, in front of uh, Nicolanos. And uh, I was, as I was passing um, the second guy from the uh, three guys I wanted to pass, um, Eneko um, um, speeded up, and um, it was it was just too close. So um, I I was entering into this 12 meters, and um, yeah, it was my fault. It was correct, and I uh, did respect it. And um, yeah. So uh, just to elaborate on that, uh, once an athlete uh, decides to pass, they have uh, 25 seconds. Once they break the plane of the front wheel of the other competitor, it's up to the other competitor to drop back. So um, that's the rule. Uh, next question, please. All right, so uh, we're gonna call it a day with our men's press conference here. Uh, I'd just like you to uh, put your hands together for all of our top five tonight. Danny, if you uh, wouldn't mind uh, taking the microphone down here from uh, Heather and uh, Anya, that would be good. Oh, you got one there? Okay, no worries. Just leave that down there with Anya. That would be great. Danny, um, wow, what an incredible day. It was a flawless uh, performance out there, swimming, 52 minutes on the swim, 4.52 on the uh, bike, and a 2.56 on the run. Wow, what can be said about that? You took the record down by about six minutes. Congratulations. Can you elaborate a little bit on your race today, please? Yeah, it was it was great. It was um, I think every, like something you always wish for as an athlete. Um, a day where everything goes better than you actually think it could go, and ending up having a perfect day. And I think that was my perfect race. So yeah, I'm really happy to show that on a world championship here in Kona and really have a great experience out there. I yeah, the swim the swim was solid. I um, could kind of hang in the feet of uh, Jody and the fast girls and and then um, the bike was uh, yeah led by um, Meredith Kessler in the start and then after I think 30k I tried to take a turn and I just thought oh I'll see and see how the legs are and try to push it and yeah no one else took a turn again so I never looked back and just thought okay well eventually they're going to take a turn and no one ever did and yeah and then I ended up probably getting away I didn't I didn't know if I got away I heard you were on my my uh, back quite a long time but I didn't even realize I just thought I want to focus on yeah myself today and just yeah just try to do the best I can be and that's why I just pushed along on the bike I didn't have almost any splits I had no idea I just pushed and pushed and coming back towards corner the last 20k were really hard with the headwinds um, I just thought, okay, no, don't give up, just keep pushing, and 
Yeah, and then that the run was phenomenal um, for me. Uh, I was, it was the run I always hoped for, um, or was kind of my goal to finish it start uh, start it strong and finish it strong. And that's yeah, I could that do that today. And and then knowing about 4K to go, knowing that I'm on on a course record. Um, pace. Uh, my my coach was texting my friend, and he was saying, "Okay, he gives you green light if you want to try to give it a go." And so I, yeah, it motivated me even more, and I tried to push it really hard in the last 4K and coming down Polani, and then with with all the spectators, I was just in a in a big in a big adrenaline rush, and I just sprinted the last K totally all out and. Yeah, it was it was a day for me personally and for my support team to I think to remember and um, definitely going to celebrate it. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know Daniela's represented the country at the Olympic Games. She's a 70.3 Ironman World Championship champion, and uh, today when she uh, made that right hand turn on Elite Drive, she got up on her toes, and uh, we looked at it in commentary on Ironman.com. Uh, and uh, we looked at this, and it was like a, a person doing a, an Olympic distance race, and we're like. She's going for the record. There's absolutely no way that she would uh, be doing anything differently. Um, Daniela, you uh, executed the uh, perfect race today. Congratulations. You took the record down, 8.46.46. Well done. Marinda. Rudy, you're a three-time Ironman world champion. Um, coming in second place, uh, t you know, to... Um, to an announcement like that, uh, you know, it, it's not something that you probably want to hear, but uh, what a gallant effort. Um, when you get beaten on a day like that with a record uh, taken down, you just must be happy with second. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped with second. Um, it wasn't my perfect race, the one I'd hoped for, but um, I, you know, obviously fought all day, um, and, and these other girls put up, up a great battle for me. Um, I think I was just the best, best of the rest. Danielle was in her own zip code all day today, and um, you know, just had to battle it for second place. Right, uh, Rene, you uh, come home uh, with a 258 today. It's uh, not, uh, you know, like your 250 normally, but uh, good enough for second, uh, you know, uh, the future. What does it hold for uh, Marinda Carfrey? Yeah, I mean, I still, I still think my perfect race is out there. So Coach Siri and I will definitely um, sit down and figure out how the hell we try and take this one down. Um, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm sure it's possible, but I don't know if it's possible for me, but um, we'll, we'll try and uh, go back to the drawing board and, and figure something out. I'll have to run a 245, I guess, um, and maybe ride, ride a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I don't think that's uh, impossible. All right, so let's go over to uh, Heather Jackson. Uh, Heather, last year, fifth place. Uh, that was a phenomenal effort. You came into the, this year's race. You knew that you were ready in uh, Lake Placid. You absolutely uh, decimated the field. Uh, coming in uh, here with uh, great form, did you know that this was possible? Um, now, be no, honest. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought maybe third would be the biggest reach for me, to be honest. Um, I thought if I could get fifth again or fourth, those were kind of my, what I, would, I thought might happen, um, or, or would be a possibility, not that it would happen, I could have ended up in the back. So for me to be even one ahead of what I would have maybe thought is, yeah, I'm still, it won't sink in for a whole year again for me. So I'm just so excited to be, I mean, these two are amazing, Danny, amazing. Like, yeah, how can you, how can you even match that? It's incredible and it's, so motivating to be like, wow, 
someone can do that. Like you can always push more. And I rode for me the biggest change this year was the bike and just really push it. I pushed as hard as I could out there and and which is what I had practiced in classes. So that was a cool game plan and was able to get up closer this time than I was last year and just try to hold as long as I could on the run. Brady got me at like four or five to go. So. So Heather, um, you know, when you come out of the energy lab and uh, you're in second place and everything's doing really well and you've got a three-time Ironman champion chasing you down and somebody like that, uh, you know, with a 2.50 uh, run time and you know that uh, it's an in in inevitable, uh, you know, uh, consequence and uh, Marinda comes by you but you didn't give in. You actually, uh, you, you stuck there and you, uh, you fought all the way to the end. Yeah. Um Thank you, Rennie. Uh, she came by, she said, you know, amazing job. And then there's someone else coming quick, so keep pushing. So I was like, shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was like, I tried to hang just like in her shadow as long as I could, just using her. And uh, my coach, Joe Gambles and Wadi were out there just like, just focus on Rennie, just follow her, just focus on her. And she was getting further in, but like, I was just trying to, <laughs> trying to, yeah, like I knew someone's coming. I, and you get so many different splits out there, like, she's about a minute back. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I drink it back, like, there's three miles left. So if I'm running, I was at that point, like 7.30. So she didn't have to be running that much quicker over three miles. Or what if it was one minute? I think it ended up being more, but you get so many different things out there. You're just freaking out, and I just charged for, I was like three miles, 12, mi 12 laps on the track. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what uh, actually goes through your mind at, uh, at that point. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's like the best, uh, you know, last uh, T, uh, T run or brick run that you ever did, but uh, those things go through your mind, don't they? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. An amazing day. Are you going in Kaiser too? Yeah, just. I think it was a good girls race out there, minus Danny and a league of her own. Um, just everyone pushing each other, and you had players on the bike really pushing each other. And yeah, Rini, we rode so strong out there today. Like, it was, yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. And so, yeah, I just think it was a good all around. Yeah, it really was. Uh, had the splits today, uh, 58, 56, five hours, 31 seconds on the uh, bike, 307, 48, 9, 11. 32, you're only uh, 62 seconds behind Marinda Coffee, so well done. Thanks, <laughs> All right, let's go over to uh, Anya Baranek. Anya, you were uh, simply amazing today, had a fantastic swim, got on the bike there, and uh, really put it to Daniela for a little bit there with Meredith Kessler, and uh, you were like glue on the back of uh, Daniela for quite a long time. Was that the plan? Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I had a really good swim, and. Um, so I was in the, in the first group and this was quite motivating. And uh, yeah, then I was uh, T1, I was entering in second place and it was a really, really great feeling. And uh, then there was a huge pack of a lot of uh, very fast girls and I just thought, okay, stay behind and try to try to be calm. And uh, I got a lot of tips from Thomas Helbrigl about the bike course and he said, uh, you just need to go to Harvey and then the race begins. Um, so I was just waiting, but then uh, I think it was 40k or something around that when in my when the the, um, the headwind comes, and uh, yeah, then the, the group split and I took the chance. I had very very good legs and uh, it really feels good. And then I, I, I take the decision and, and, and follow Daniela, 
and uh, it was really motivating. I mean, she's an amazing bike rider, and she was riding very constant, and it was it was very aesthetic watching her just. <laughs> so I, I stayed behind, and I was I was very happy, and uh, yeah, I looked on my watch, and so I, I saw that I'm not overpainting, so it's it's still fine. And then, uh, yeah, then I think it was 120, um, then she, she pushed even harder. And I know that she's always doing progressive races, so I know it will be definitely a lot faster, the more it comes to Kona. And then I decided, okay, go on your own. Marinda, if you wouldn't mind uh, throwing your uh, microphone down, let's get rid of that one right now. Turn that off, please. Throw it down, ready? Don't uh, hog it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, bring it down, love. Yeah, we want that. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Yeah, just speak into that. Yeah. Oh, turn it on. Well, you should be really happy. Uh, you ended up with a 52-51, five hours on the bike, uh, just um, 11 seconds in arrears of uh, Heather Jackson for the second fastest bike split of the day. And um, a 3.16.35, 9.14.26 you ended up with, fourth place today. Congratulations. Let's go down to um, Kaisala Lettinen. She had a fantastic year. It started off with uh, a win down in the Ironman African Championships in uh, Nelson Mandela Bay in uh, Port, uh, Port Elizabeth, which is going to be our uh, host and our venue site for the 2018 Ironman 70.3 World Championships. Kaisa, what a great race today, uh, I guess. Come on up here. Come on, come and use this microphone, yeah, if you can walk. Come on up here. We, we're waiting for that uh, lame microphone over there, so you can use this one. <laughs> Kaysa, fantastic. Uh, the last uh, good thing to come out of Finland was Polly Kiru. You must be uh, very happy about stepping into those footsteps. Yeah, it's quite cool. I had just an amazing day today out there. It was so fun. Or it was a real suffer fest, but fun anyway. I think I took the swim a little too too easily. And then after the swim, I, ha I was just full of power and I was so fresh. And then when I got to on my bike, there was all the audience in Kona, and I was the first time riding in here. So I did the first rookie mistake and went out 
way too hard. <laughs> I saw all the time the, my power meter numbers, but I just somehow thought that it doesn't matter. They are all, only numbers, but yeah, they did matter. I was dead for the <laughs> last 100 days, but anyway, managed to the T2. And then when I started to run, my legs were incredibly okay. And then there was the rookie mistake number one, number two. I was behind Miranda Carefree. I'm a really big fan of her. And <laughs> then there was uh, the audience again, everyone yelling, and yeah, now I'm running in Kona. And I went out really fast, really, really fast. Miranda was like maybe 15 seconds behind me at some point, oh no. But yeah, <laughs> I was, so with a little bit different pacing, I think I could have done just a little, little better race, but anyway, like 15 this stuff field with these incredible girls, it's like a dream come true for me, like in the first time here. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's give her a big round of applause. That's just amazing, and uh, you know, uh, dreams come true uh, when you come to Kona for the Ironman World Championship. Uh, this is what everybody uh, dreams of. Obviously, to get to uh, you know the holy grail for most people out there in the sport of triathlon. Over 200,000 people try and qualify uh, for the Ironman World Championship, and only a small few get that opportunity. Let's going to open up to the floor right now. Tim, do you want the first question again? Sure. Why not? So Tim, you obviously want her to give up her uh, training plan, her secrets? I think, first of all, I, I don't think it was that much happening. It was one race where it was cold, where I couldn't deal with. Um, and then there was one race I just couldn't put the power like I normally do. So it's too be it's been two races. But yeah, it's definitely been um, an in interesting year. Um, I think doing... Ralph and Zurich was uh, definitely a big challenge and I always said I I knew it's going to make me stronger for Kona and um, I, I wanted to do it and of course I knew it was a risk and it definitely made me stronger in my head and and then coming to um, to Maluluba of course it was it was hard like after the race I was like what happened I didn't feel too bad it just couldn't just couldn't go faster and um, yeah, I talked to my coach, um, he was pretty calm, he just said, well, don't worry, you're numb, you will be there, your legs will be fine, and I was the one doubting, of course, a bit, and as an athlete, it's always hard, because, especially for me, because I don't train with uh, any power meters or anything, I just train and give my best, and then coming here, training here against the wind, and you're like, oh, I don't know, like, I was doubting, to be honest, um, if my bike form was still here. And that's why I was so emotional today. I got out there and 
suddenly I was like, oh, wow, it's working, it's still here. And I think, I don't know what happened in Mululuba, it might have been just a day or it didn't work, it might have been that my muscles were still a bit tight, I definitely had a bit of massage and some really good training in um, Sheishu in the last three weeks in the heat camp and I think it's also the mind. Um, in, yeah, in Mululuba it was for me a, a different experience, I couldn't get away and that was really important actually. Um, it was a very a good experience um, because that's where I realized, okay, um, the race is not finished after the bike, I can also run okay. I proved it in the last races and that was quite important to actually once think about that because I never had to um, think, I always thought I have to get away on the bike and then I'm just gonna hang in and run. And today I got out there and I knew, okay, well, of course I try, um, but I can also try and run. And that's why I was so happy today as well that I not only could show the bike, so my bike legs are back and also show a, a solid good run. Not, it's only been a few hours since the race. <laughs> I haven't wondered that yet. But no, it's 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 still not really sinking in. It's um, I I have so much respect of these ladies, of these legends. Um, I mean, Miranda has been here. I think she said eight times, and she was on the podium seven times. And yes, and Paul Anubi Fraser and Natasha Bartman and Christy Wellington uh, is a big. As I, I re who I really admire um, for her racing, and yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's still sinking in to be honest. I um, it's still a bit crazy because yeah, like I said, you you go out there and you wonder, am I still like fit enough? And then you just put a really good performance out there. So my coach's advice today was just go out there and enjoy yourself, and um, he he knows that when I when I enjoy it which we all do i guess that's why we wouldn't do it we do the sport because we enjoy it and it's our passion and then we started to get into it as a profession but we still it's still our hobby and um when i do that in a race uh, like just like when i was a kid go and swim by ground and that yeah i just like that and that's what i did today and i'm still so yeah how do you say what's like stoked about what happened today <laughs> So um, Daniela's uh, time today was uh, good enough for 40 minutes and uh, 16 seconds behind our men's winner. That's how much of a, an impressive result it was. Give her a big round of applause, please. <laughs> Tim, you've already had two questions. We're going to have to go to someone else before we get back to you. Average distance in this race is 53 minutes. That's right. 53 minutes is the average between our men's and women's uh, uh, time so uh, congratulations Daniela it was a um, it was a race for the ages all right let's get on to our next question please okay right here
want to change the races you've been doing and do you like harder races that that's like make you better with you? Um, I mean, I was, to be honest, I was working hard in the winter for, on my run and uh, I had several races this year where I could show that I improved my running. So I really took a long time and I mean, but running is, is really that you have to invest a lot of time. And um, yeah, but um, to be honest, I was, I'm always unsure if it works or not. And so, um, yeah, but, but, but definitely I think um, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing triathlon since, since a child and uh, maybe it's now the, the right age and the, I've got a lot of training years. So maybe this is the reason also that you're step by step, you're going better. And, uh, but for me, it's, it's great that every year I, I can improve and I've got also many things to improve and many ideas and this is why, um, why I go on because uh, there's a lot of work to do and, and still potential. <laughs> very well said. I must say that uh, your English is very, very good for all of you. Thank you very much for making it easy on me. Thank you. All right, next question, please. Down here, uh, Steph, what's up? Only one I knew was that Karen Smyers was the last to win it, but I didn't know at the podium. But I saw her before the race. And I was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I actually just saw her again by the pool. So, no, yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I was shooting for third. I thought would maybe, I thought it would come to these two amazing women, and um, I just, yeah, I thought again if I could get fifth or shooting for kind of that range, fourth and so third for me to be on the podium with these two incredible ladies and just, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I just, I really couldn't. I saw my whole family was right before the finish line and just, yeah, it was amazing. I was, yeah, in shock still, so. Heather, I have a uh, follow-up to that. Um, when someone like Marinda Comfrey goes by you and, uh, you know, you're very close to the finish line but to uh, keep it, you know, within your sights, um, you know, to, to fight like that, like you did today, that's something that champions produce. Um, how hard was that to uh, keep her inside? Yeah, she was, I was funny, I was watching her cadence, cause trying to match it, and then I realized I actually have a quicker cadence, because you spend more time in the air, and so that wasn't working, and I was like, <laughs> I got my legs a little faster, and like, Wadi and my coach Joe are like, you can run with her, you really can't. I'm like, she's gonna come by, and he's like, just pull on to her and stay with her. Like, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> so I've just been working with my coach and on the confidence level, both in the swim, and then obviously the run too, of like, okay, you can, you can do this. And so I think I was fortunate enough there was only four miles left, so I was like, four miles, okay, it's like, yeah, 28 minutes. I was running around that or so. So I was like, okay, like, <laughs> just try to stay and then yeah it's incredible to watch her to watch her run and then I think I lasted maybe five minutes somewhat inside and then it was going but yeah it's yeah fun sight to watch <laughs> run. Uh, the greatest thing about Ironman is uh, about how humble our professional athletes really are uh, it's not the easiest sport to do and uh, to remain uh, 
you know, and uh, the humility of it all is uh, very, very tough. So um, I really commend you on all that. Okay, let's uh, take the next couple of questions and then we'll uh, make it a wrap. Got any more? Japan? Right, here we go. <laughs> Just keep running. Um, no, I, I got off the bike and obviously didn't have the bike split that I was hoping for or the um, the bike that I was hoping for. But uh, I mean, yeah, this is Ironman and, you know, crazy things can happen out there in the marathon. Obviously, um, I actually didn't know how far Daniela was ahead because we, we didn't have anyone giving us splits, which was really disappointing um, out there, um, which we have every other year. So we had no one giving us splits the whole day. Um, and I had no idea how far ahead she was. I knew it was quite a ways, but I didn't know that it was 20-something minutes. Um, so I'm glad I didn't know that. That was kind of nice. Um, but then it was, yeah, it was just about trying to um, get into my rhythm um, and then just try to pick off one girl at a time. And, um, yeah, I mean, our first goal, Siri, my coach, was on the side of the road, and she's like, okay, third place is this far ahead. And that was Heather. So <laughs> I was pacing up to you all day. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, and obviously took second place. Um, so yeah, really just trying to tick off the best possible marathon that I could with what I had. And um, I think I did what I could today. And um, yeah, I'm really pleased to, to be on the podium again. Nothing, uh, nothing short of incredible uh, facing a deficit like that uh, to come back and fight. Um, very hard to do. All right, so uh, let's uh, take another question and then uh, we'll call it a wrap tonight. One more? Okay. Uh, okay, okay we've got three more. If we've got three more, we'll take them as long as you want to commit to it. <laughs> Steph, go first. not really that talkative so it's surprising that I actually say anything um, but yeah I mean I like I know Heather we've raced against each other for so many years um, I actually didn't say anything much to Anya sorry I, I did okay good um, but I mean we're all out there suffering all day long like and everyone's just trying to give their best and um, yeah I mean what is like a two-second encouragement um, to one of your fellow competitors that have you've been battling all day I mean it's you know as uh, well she said, the camaraderie is actually real. Um, and, you know, I respect all of these women up here. I respect uh, the women, a lot of the women that didn't make it up here. Um, you know, we put our whole lives into this sport. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I pass them, obviously it's a good moment for me, not, maybe not a good moment for them. So I just try to, you know, a couple of words of encouragement and um, try to be on my way as quickly as possible. <laughs> Okay, we'll take your question right here.
I think it was obviously evaluating last year's race and I knew I needed to get better in the water. That was the biggest goal this year and um, I've been working on my swim this whole year and so um, yeah, I was actually I was able to cut that deficit, which was huge for me. And for me, I got out of the water, and I was like, okay, race can be over now. <laughs> I, I was hoping for that four to six, four to six minute gap, and Wadi yelled five and a half to the lead girl. So I was like, whoa! <laughs> it was like ten last year. So for me, that was huge. And then I've been working on my bike this whole year too. Um, so I just went for it on the bike and was hoping the run would, would hold together. That was kind of the, so it was a, a little bit different game plan this year, just to try to work to those um, improvements and things I've been focusing on and it paid off. So I'm <laughs> just so, so happy, I'm so ecstatic. Um, today's uh, ladies race was uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, a lot of reasons why. Uh, we had a record, a race record from Danielle Reef, which was uh, amazing, 8.46.46. Um, Kesa Letzinen was the first uh, northern, uh, well actually Scandinavian athlete uh, to finish right up there, uh, the first Finnish girl ever in the top five uh, today. Uh, also Heather Jackson uh, broke something that was incredible as well for over a decade. Uh, we got somebody back on the podium for the United States, so it was a lot of things happening today. Uh, very, uh, very involved in our women's race. Last question over the back. Who do we have over the back there that wanted that last question there? Wingner, did you want that last question? All right, wingers. No, I wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, Wendy Ingram. Just give her a round of applause for no very reason at all. I just want to uh, thank everybody for coming in tonight and uh, supporting our women. Um... Sorry, I'm about to choke. I'm very, very emotional right now. I'm joking. <laughs> um, just for supporting our women. It's been an incredible day today and uh, we saw history uh, in the making. So uh, give them a big round of applause. <laughs> if you'd like to approach the podium and uh, ask uh, and take some photos of uh, our lovely women right now, feel free to do so. Please respect their time as they uh, have other things to do as well. Thank you. <laughs>